Our story is a kids-on-bikes genre of storytelling. Therefore, our players are depicting characters age range 12 to 16. Tin Candles deals with mature subject matter, including death and violence. There are several emotional triggers built into the mechanics of the game to elicit feelings of anxiety, horror, loss, hopelessness, and powerlessness in the players. Hello, and happy Halloween. I am Dustin Fletcher. And I am Devin Henderson. Tonight, we are co-DMing a very special Halloween one-shot of Ten Candles. Before we dive into the sad and scary story for tonight, let us talk about the fun and happy times, the amazing announcement we have. Next Sunday, November 7th, we will be running an all-day charity stream for Extra Life. Over these years, we have met and shattered our goals for this charity, and we have raised over $20,000 over the past three years, thanks to your help. We know times are tough and money is tight, but if you can't donate your money, please donate your time and spread the word so that we can give these amazing kids a chance for life filled with adventure. Stay tuned and donate over at www.d4extralife.com in the coming weeks, in the coming week for updates for our stretch goal incentives and some of our friends and sponsors of D4, as well as in-game donation incentives for the games leading up to session 125 of D4 that night. We will be starting the day off at 10 uh, a.m., 12 p.m. Eastern time with a sing-song show tomb showtime as Goblin Katie will be DMing Babs the Bat, Finn Archer, Bigby's Hand, Melodic Blue, Critical Bard, and Adam Bradford in a game to make all theater majors and musical lovers burst into song and express their joy with Dungeons and Dragons, the musical, a one-shot. Second game is from 1 to 3 p.m. Eastern time and we ran by Ray Berry as she leads Ethan Monsoor, Robo Goblin, Nikki Johnson, Rhea Sunshine, and Bailey Jones, our very own technical director who will be stepping into the player seat for the first time in a fate core system one-shot where players are at an arcade find themselves sucked into one of the games and they have to fight to survive. The third game is from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern as Mackenzie D. Armas leads Justice Armin, Josh Simmons, Dr. B, and Harley Marie through a 5e modern fantasy one-shot that will be very similar to the settings of Constantine and Supernatural. And lastly, after an amazing day of raising money, we will be heading straight into session 125 of D4 at our regular scheduled time of 7 p.m. Eastern time, 4 p.m. Pacific. And again, please head to d4extralife.com to donate. We're not doing any giveaways this week. However, please check out our amazing sponsors, D&D Beyond, Beetle and Grimm's, Eldritch Foundry, Die Hard Dice, and Rock Punch. Make sure to get your idle champions code located at the bottom right hand of your screen or somewhere in chat. But for now, the world grows darker. And without further ado, let us immerse ourselves into the tragic truths of 10 candles.
Tonight's game is a tragic horror storytelling role-playing game by Calvary Games, written and designed by the wonderful Stephen Dewey. In Ten Candles, there are no survivors. At the end of the story, there is but the memory of those who fought to the very end and the beautiful, tragic story left in their wake. There is a content warning for tonight. With the theme and structure of tonight's story, we want you all to understand the story could possibly get very intense, graphic, and extremely emotional. It may contain many triggering or upsetting scenarios and elements. If for any reason you feel the need to step away from your screen, that is okay. And we completely understand. The darkness will be waiting for you when you return. Before we start, we also want the audience to know that we already went through the exciting intention building process of character creation before the start of this session. Something to be aware of is that each character is composed of a vice, the negative trait about that character, a virtue, the redeeming quality of the character, a moment of hope they wish to find in tonight's story, and a break, the secretive dark act of ultimate depression, a desperation, a character will resort when pushed to their limits. The story consists of 10 scenes represented by the 10 candles that will be lit in a moment. During each scene, when a character chooses to do an action that could result in some conflict, they will have to make a dice pull roll to see if they fail or succeed. During a conflict, the player initiating the roll rolls a pool of dice of d6s equal to the number of lit candles where any amount of sixes count as success in the conflict for the player. However, any ones rolled are removed from the player's collective dice pool for the remainder of the scene and will be added to the DM's pool in which they can use to roll later for narrative control over a conflict that succeeds or fails. A player may choose to reroll all ones rolled in a conflict by attributing the topmost trait card of their stack narratively to the scene and then subsequently burning that card whether they passed or failed. This will potentially salvage a failed roll to be used to lose fewer dice on a successful roll. And the result of zeros, sixes rolled and the dice the conflict has failed and a candle is darkened and the scene ends. At the end of each scene, a number of truths about the game will be spoken equal to the number of lit candles remaining and the collective player dice pool replenishes to the number of remaining lit candles. The truth can add dread or hope to the story, starting with the player that failed the conflict and continuing clockwise across the table while including the DMs. Truth can be anything and can even jump the scene forward and slightly, but a truth can never contradict an established truth or add a weakness to the threatening presence known only as them. The last truth of every scene with every alive character saying the mantra, and we are alive. Yep. Okay. Um, moving ahead. There are many things that you will learn as you get up here, but let us start with each of you introducing yourselves to the audience and who the character you'll be playing tonight. Feel free to describe their looks, their personality, their connections to the group, and their hopes possibly both before the darkness and now what hope they seek in the darkness. But please let us keep our brinks a secret for now, since it is something that only you and one other person are privy to. Let's start with um, 
Lauren. Is this the point that I'm supposed to light the candles? I don't know. Should I light the candle first or should I say who I am first? Say who you are and then the character you're playing. Okay. Uh, my name is Lauren Urban, and today I'm going to be playing Robin Ulmer, she, her. Uh, she goes by Rock because she hates her given name. She's an av-looking uh, teenager, 16 years old, uh, straight brown hair, brown eyes, kind of baggy, hand-me-down clothes, nothing special. She's the kind of kid who just goes along with everybody else, and you remember her but nothing distinguishing about her, nothing that stands out. She's friendly. She seems fairly happy. Um, recently, her clothing has been accentuated a little bit with some makeup and trying to spruce herself up to look more uh, appealing, interesting, but it's, it's all pretty basic. Okay, Elisa. Hello, everyone. I'm Elisa Teague, and tonight I will be playing Bunny Greenberg, and she is the ever-popular, ever-cheerful cheerleader. Uh, she uh, always wants to be friends with everybody, and she really does want to help everybody, um, if you are noticed by her. Um, and she is uh, very encouraging and um, very, very popular, probably doesn't realize that her popularity overshadows some other people that she might be ignoring. Uh, and if, Lauren, if you would please light your two candles, and Bunny, if, Lisa, if you would light yours too. Thank you. Now, Jen. Hello, I am Jen Kritchmer. Um, tonight I am playing uh, Jessica, um, Jessica Samuels and Jesse is 12 years old. Um, she has straight brown hair that she flat irons regularly, um, even though it's a little bit trendy to start having it be a little bit wavier. Um, she has been using sun in all summer, so it's edging toward blonde. Um, and she is very much in charge of everything all the time. Um, her clothes are designer but if you look closely they're maybe a season too old um jesse is fearless as a virtue and she is power hungry as a vice um yeah this is my my second summer at camp and i am i'm a junior junior counselor so everyone needs to listen to me yeah wonderful you would please go ahead and light your two candles. Rhea, if you don't mind. Hi, I'm Rhea Sunshine, and I am playing Beatrice George tonight, but her friends just call her Trishy. And she is more of a rugged tomboy type. She's got short cropped, dirty blonde hair. She typically is found wearing tie-dye sh shirts and khaki or cargo shorts and you know those cool flip-flops that i forget the name of right now um jellies yeah absolutely um 
she's rather blunt as her vice and she's pretty resourceful as her virtue and she's 12 years old she's been to this camp many times as i'm sure her twin sister sammy will tell you and if you would please light your two candles and last but not least goblin Katie. Hi, everybody. I'm Goblin Katie, a.k.a. Katie Downey, and tonight I will be playing Samantha Sammy George. So I am 12 years old. I'm here at camp with my twin sister, Trishy. She's the best twin you could ever hope for. Um, but I'm super excited because I got put in Bunny's camp this year, and I've been dying to be in her camp. We've been coming here for a couple years now, and we mom actually got us in a little early because um, she scared the director. And so we've been coming here for a couple years more than we should have been. But um, this is the first year I'm in Bunny's camp group, and I'm so excited. If you would please light your two candles. We want to remind you all and let the audience know that this is not a game to win, but one to collectively tell a beautifully tragic horror story together. Once the story ends, we will be treated to uh, later found last recordings of our tragic protagonists. We want to thank all of our players for joining our table and apologize now for the story we are about to tell. Is everyone ready to begin? Absolutely. The year is 1986, and summer just started. It's the second week of June now, and three weeks ago, you all met up at youth summer camp in the forest just outside of Weisberg, Massachusetts, a small port town with a population of just under 30,000. Some of you are seeing familiar faces, while others are dealing with the fact that this was your first time feeling abandoned in a place full of strangers. It's strange now to think of a time you were being launched through the air into the lake via a giant, vibrantly colored, mostly inflated blob, or having camp team field day challenges like capture the flag or three-legged races. But 10 days ago, the world went dark, and it didn't come with foreboding omens of blood-red skies seeping until they stained themselves black, or from some doomsday phenomena like skyscraper-sized black onyx monoliths tearing up from the earth, or an eclipse that washed away everything in shadow. No, instead, the dark snuck in during the dead of night, like a vagrant creeper lurking in the shadows, unsuspected, for it was as simple as one night where the sun simply did not rise. The first day of darkness, the camp was weird. A mix of emotions, of concerns, and confusion, while a few of the campers played flash, uh, flashlight tag and hide-and-go-seek all day and told ghost stories by the campfire. But with the second day, you all noticed not only did the sun not rise, but the moon did not show its face, nor did the stars illuminate the empty, hungry, black void that is now your oppressive, never-ending night sky. A few of the adult counselors went to meet up with the rangers that day, and the rest of the camp stayed behind. For five days, the entire camp stayed mostly huddled around the ranger's radio and the light of the fire as it was the only source of light after all the batteries died from the constant use of flashlights. The radio has been going wild with theories about what caused the blackout, 
One story mentions a nuclear power plant in the Soviet Union that exploded about a month ago and claims this could be some sort of Cold War attack. Some conspiracy theorists blame the government saying they could be responsible for hiding the truth behind the loss of lives on the space shuttle back at the beginning of the year. They claim the truth is aliens attacked the space launch and either the government or aliens are now locking you all in a black bubble for either control or scientific testing. The devout and fearful claim it is the end of times from the book of revelations. They say that rapture has happened and the rest of us are now in purgatory, limbo, or perhaps even hell itself. Scientists theorize that Halley's Comet could be responsible as it passed the closest it has ever been to Earth in March, saying it could have blanketed the world in cosmic radiation or perhaps opened up a temporal or metadimensional rift to an alternate universe void of any light in the cosmos. Whatever the reason, you all begin to hear and take notice of two things that seem to ring true across every radio station. Stories of them manifesting from the dark as multiple reports of missing people keep flooding in and the warning of stay in the light before one after another each radio station stutters, scrambled, and distorted into nothing more than white noise. The only thing is the occasional echo of stay in the light, stay in the light, stay in the light. It was about five days ago. It was about five days of perpetual darkness that continued to clutch everyone tight within its grip when the camp began to break down in fear as those stories of monsters lurking in the darkness started to emerge. But it was strange. There was something you all noticed but almost refused to acknowledge. It was this day you felt a presence of dread reverberate in your chest and just at the very back of your mind like a high-pitched buzz of an electronic device being on in the room or a deep guttural bassy hum that is felt but not heard, like another presence inhabiting your body. And just as everyone was about to descend into chaos from the panic, a small miracle happened. Some prayers were answered as lights flooded through the trees, the first light you had seen in days, and you all thought it could be the shining light of the dawn sunrise, but... The sound of roaring metal beasts put you on edge as they cut through the woods and instead proved to be the salvation of military vehicles. Seemingly fetched by the park ranger, they went to, uh, they sent the escort you all to one of the temporary safe havens and refugee centers. Yours in particular is a repurposed abandoned correctional facility. However, in the convoy extraction, the camp was attacked by them those that now dwell in the shadows and through the chaos you are unsure of what happened who all made it out or who was added to the list of names you heard being rattled off heartlessly on the radio before it all faded into white noise it is now the 10th day and the world has been overcome by darkness four days you've been cooped up in this overcrowded prison sleeping on stained cots chained to the wall being fed cans of beans soup, chili, but only once a day to conserve rations. You've overheard food is running low and clean water is getting scarce, which isn't good as you've noticed a lot of tensions running high with a few fights breaking out among other refugees. There's a chill in the wind, 
the sort of chill that digs deep and will cut you down to the bone. Kind of cold that threatens to slowly sink its claws in and settle down for a long stay. The wind whips through the dark concrete hallways, keening as it does so, almost like some ethereal howl. These fall-like winds bring the threat of winter despite the fact it is only mid-June. Perhaps the sun did go out after all. Regardless, you know the generator is dying. You've noticed the lights being kept on less and less, and even when they are, they tend to flicker as if barely holding on to life. What once was a prestigious but oppressive symbol of power, of law, and protection should be something that provides hope. Hope that everything stays structured and you will be safe. However, that hope now dwindles in the bleak void that took the world 10 days ago. The outside mirrors that of a military compound. Large barricades, cement walls, stadium lights, and patrols protecting the few citizens that have survived inside for now. Everyone here looks lost, broken, and scared. Some of them just hide it behind confidence and rage, disguised as determination. But sadly, none of the adults seem to want to listen to a bunch of kids, no matter what you say. However, one thing is clear. The group you've formed is the only family you have, as you haven't seen any of your real family in almost a month since they dropped you off at camp. They're out there somewhere in the darkness. And now it seems as if the rest of the world has given up, but you five have not. For starters, there's Mr. Dewey, a retired his history teacher. Rumor in town is he was always said to be a little off and had a keen interest in esoteric studies. Reason would seem you don't get to be the world his historian without learning a thing or two. If there's an answer behind what's happening, he'll know it. The only problem is, his house is by the Miskatonic Museum, and that's on the other side of town. And you notice on the way in that a lot of the town is in ruins from looting, panic, anarchy, something else, them perhaps, causing the soldiers to close more, close off more, if not most of the roads. For those that are familiar with the town, you know cutting through the cemetery would provide the easiest route However, that's something you don't like to even do in the daylight. Something's got to be done and someone has to do it. And that someone is you. The world is dark. What are you all doing? Well, look, I told everybody that we have to keep the bunk clean regardless. You know, we had inspections back at camp and now we're here and it's really important that we keep doing this. I don't think anyone's going to be coming by and inspecting a bunch of kids' beds right now. Jesse, chill. Seriously. Nobody cares here. What do you think? Let's ask Listen, everyone, if Jesse wants to clean the bunks and everybody um, wants to make her happy and... We are in this situation. We should all just help out and just work together and be together as a group, okay? Go team, let's clean these bunks. Okay, Bunny. And right. uh, Sammy will go over and immediately start cleaning her bunk and fluffing the pillow and all that. Okay, so. Look, we're hearing things, right? So. While we're doing this, we can talk about what we want to do next. It's not- Like clean the bathroom? Well, yes. 
obviously, <laughs> but we've got to figure out what's going on. They're going to, it's, people are getting really mean out there. Yeah. It's not going to be safe. But nobody's going to listen to us. So we do it ourselves. Look, you guys, we're not allowed to leave, you know, and like, I don't know about all of you, but like, oh my God, I just want to like get out of this and get home. And so we should just like follow the directions and just stay focused and we'll be okay. Well, nobody's giving us instructions though. Yeah. Look, I, th I think, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I, th I think the people in charge don't know what they're doing. Or they don't care. Or they know what they're doing and they care just not about us. Well, like, what do you want to do? Look, there's that guy. He's kind of weird, I've heard. But, like, Mr. Dewey, he's supposed to know stuff. So I see oh, we yeah. go to him. Mr. Dewey? Oh, my God. He's, like, such a freakazoid. Oh, yeah, like a total freakazoid. That's right, Sammy. But it's, <laughs> but it's guys like that that know things. He's the only yeah. one who might know anything about this because nobody here knows anything. Everybody on the radio is really like confused and not sure what they're doing. And and look, we we practiced how to go camping. We practiced teamwork. We know how to tie knots. So I think we're good. Like we're prepared to go out in the world. But <laughs> you know that I always want to encourage all of you. You've been, you know, my charges for so many years and like you know i just want everybody to work together and do stuff and if you think that we should take some charge here we can't i've always guided you in a way where we can always like you know talk together and like i always listen to your suggestions but right now i don't know we're we're just kids like what do you want to do like go against what the adults are saying well they're not giving us good information so yeah yeah. And okay, like, like, what I would Harriet the spy do? She wouldn't sit around and wait. No, she wouldn't sit around and wait. But She'd she would. find out what was going on. Hmm. What are you saying, Trishy? Oh, I was just going to say that um, some of the best memories you make at camp are sneaking out at night. And I think... Not that we would ever do that, Bunny. Right. You guys have snuck out under my nose. Oh, like, oh my god! Like, I knew I should be wearing those sleeping masks, but you know. You but they do such a good job. You also wear earmuffs, which is weird because it's summer. Uh, well, like you guys all snore, so I can't believe you've been sneaking out this whole time. Well, show me your moves. Let's do this. Okay. Okay. Go team. Let's let's so see what we. What can do we do need to go do this? Like, we've got to get equipment, right? Like uh, flashlights? Flashlights, um, something to start a fire. There aren't any flashlights left. Oh. The batteries are all dead. Oh. Well, we well, could like, find matches. Okay. And um, last summer when we were at camp, they taught us the basics of survival without any electronics. So we could probably make torches. Okay. Uh, that could be fun. Uh, I mean, my watch lights up, too. That will oh, be I did. have a swatch. Mine doesn't light up. You're so like, oh, lucky, yours is so you cool know? though. It is totally cool. Yeah, that's yeah. really nice. I haven't gotten one of those yet. Yeah. So, uh, anyone, 
a map like i'm familiar with the town but i don't know if i know how to get from here to the town i'm like, sure sure there's a map in here there has to be it's a it's a government place check the cars i bet they have maps in the cars okay yeah 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 that makes sense <gasps> we could take like, a car oh, like a thomas guy yet. we don't even know how to get out of here like we're locked in here we need like figure out who's guarding the doors and when and how we're even gonna get out oh like, my god so sure. like bunny you're old enough to drive right rock can you drive uh a yeah. little I'm I like sorry. totally have a license, but like I'm only allowed to borrow my mom's station wagon like on Saturdays. Trishy's right. When I'm going to... Let's borrow a car. Yeah, you guys could drive it. I mean, well, like, uh, my my silly. older brother taught me how to drive. I, I know how to drive stick if we really need. I'm not that good at it though. I'm I'm pretty sure there's a a path to drive into the cemetery at least. Um, because I know he lives on the other side of it. Um, I don't know if it has an entrance and an exit or if there's just the one, though. I don't go in the cemetery. It's creepy. It's oh, scary. You, you actually should. Like, during the day. The it's, yeah, it's kind of nice. It's kind of where the dead people are. Yeah, but yeah. the dead people, but like, they're they dead. It's fine. Yeah. I, I saw a movie once, and the dead people got up, and they came after people, and... Look, I... It was horrifying. I'm not saying it's a real thing, but it's really dark right now. Yeah. Was that the one where, like, that, that I turned into that zombie and, like, he had that, that weird cut here and his eye, like, was sliding down? I kept like, falling. super grody. Well, listen, you all have watched a whole bunch of horror movies, right? So what, what did you learn from all of that? Um, Don't go into a graveyard at night. Stay together. Get out of the place you're locked in. There you go. So we, we follow those rules. We follow the stuff that we've learned. And, and don't we... trust the adults because they never listen. Yeah, that's like totally true. So, okay, we need yeah. to make a plan. When, Your parents let you watch the, the horror movies? They walked by and checked on us like an hour ago. Um, right? Jesse, I'm not supposed to, but I did anyways. Um, I, I mean... It was about an hour ago, yeah. It, judging on purely nothing other than thought, because there's no sunlight. Um, I think it was an hour ago. I haven't well, heard them in a while. You know, you know what we could try to do if they come by at a, on a regular basis. We just follow them out, right? Like well, they're probably doing a whole circuit. So we just follow okay. them so, when they leave. So the drive across town, like when when they would take us into town to like go see a movie and stuff, was what twenty minutes. Yes. So it, it can't take more than like forty minutes to walk, right? Right. No, that makes total sense. Thirty minutes yeah, if we run. So. so we should just bring a snack, maybe. Yeah, a snack and a drink. Oh yeah, I am hungry. I am well, so sick of beans. We're definitely going to want to get to Mr. Dewey as quickly as possible, wh mm -hmm. wherever he is. I mean, we could we... go by our house on the way there. We could I pick could... up flashlights and stuff. Unless, of course, someone's taken them already. Yeah. Do you think Mr. Dewey's going to be at the school still, or do we know where he lives? 
no, it's his house, right? Yeah, his house is on the other side. Like, people of the always graveyard. were kind of weird about like going by his house because they thought it was kind of creepy that he lived near the graveyard and like they thought that he was eccentric i think is the word he had awesome halloween displays though yes. and he gave out full-size candy bars yeah all right so uh, yeah yeah but a lot of people didn't go there but it that was his house and that was the reason we knew that because yeah. like the full-size well, candy bars right oh, okay. what about all of the other people and all of the other kids that are in here don't you think that we should like you know let them out too i need to find mike like i i just I haven't seen him in so long. It's been like so many days and I haven't even seen my boyfriend. He's I mean, in there somewhere, at least I hope. I mean, if if Mr. Dewey does actually know something and we're able to get that information and bring it to people who can do something about it, they won't need to be here anymore because it'll be fixed. We'll be- Yeah, but we like, we don't even know how many people are in here. Does it matter? I just want to get back to my parents and go home. Like, we don't know that this is everywhere. We think, like, this could just be here. And so maybe we can just go someplace else. But we need to know what we're up against, right? It's the first thing you have to do is figure out what you're up against. And then you have to start, like, looking for clues. And then... um, And you don't split up. Right. You don't split up. um, Because you have to... Teamwork makes the dream work. And... Oh my god, Jesse! You're being yeah. so nice. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. You're like not telling us what to do. You're making suggestions. That's like awesome. So rare. I mean, awesome. Yay! That's, that's probably another good reason why we probably shouldn't let everybody out. If we're all gonna stay together, and then we get a whole bunch more people. That's a lot of people to stay together. And if yeah. we find like, a car, like, I don't... Like, uh, right now, we're the Babysitter's Club. We can maybe take on two junior members, but we cannot take on the entire neighborhood, right? Yeah. No, we go That's find cool. Mr. Dewey and bring Mr. Dewey back. I think that makes more sense than bringing everybody to him, right? Yeah. Yeah, and or he might have a radio and we can just call them and let them know where, where they need to go. Yeah. Um, or maybe he knows a better place to go and then we can call them and let them know. Yeah, that's a really good idea. So, okay, so what do we need to do? We need to get the things together <laughs> and we need to head Steal out. Steal a car. I, th- I think the best way to get out- Borrow a car. Maybe to cause a commotion. It'd be <gasps> easy for us to slip out. I could if- totally do that. Well, but you have to be with us, Sammy. Oh. You couldn't be the commotion. You know what? (laughs) We could do, like, the the bucket full of water (laughs) on a door. But, like, could we do that in a way that would be louder? Like, something where we could, somebody else could set it off, and we could just be ready to go. Wait, I have an idea. So, like, we go and start yelling at the door to come back. And when they're like, what happened? We said, oh my God, a bunch of people went out there and they ran off into the dark. You have to go save them. And when they go to get them, we steal the car. Or we just leave. Sure. Or, or we just leave. I'm liking this energy, everybody. And I think that we're a really good squad. So 
Um, I think the distraction thing will work or we can just sneak out either way, but I think we can do this. Like if we just all work together, we'll be able to do this. And so let's just make this planning. Okay. We should go. Let's okay. just sneak to a car and take it. Okay. So we're waiting for them to pass by on their next like check on us, right? right? So they were here about an hour ago. They're probably gonna be like making the round soon. And as soon as like they leave maybe five minutes and get down, we'll run the other way. Okay. And try and find the exit. I don't even know where the exit is. Do you remember? Like I wasn't paying attention. I was like listening to my Walkman and just like, I don't know, in another world, you know? I remember. Um, it was when they get when they brought us in it was the 12th door on the right after you take from from the area that they took us out of it was a right turn go past a left hallway go past that then take the second left and we were the 12th door on the right okay 12th door can you write that down for us yes Thanks. Also, if we get lost, there's like writing on all of the walls. I mean, this place used to be a jail and they just wrote all the directions everywhere. It's kind of flaking and hard to read sometimes, but but we can we can just, you know, keep an eye on the writing on the walls. It's dark. Is that foretelling? Should I have said that? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. It, it's like so dark though. And if we light a candle or anything while we're sneaking out, we're going to get spotted. So I, but, I think we wish, what we need to do is like hug the wall, right? This is like a normal formation, just like in cheer. You guys remember in cheer camp, like in our cheer classes, this is what we do. We'll hug the wall, we stay in formation, put your hand on the wall and run it and count the doors with your by, by touch. Okay, 12th okay. door on the right. right. Okay. All right. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, should we look through our stuff and make sure that we have everything yeah that's a good idea we're definitely gonna need like you said stuff to make a fire or light candles or things because i'm sure someone hid something in here i i read this book one time i probably shouldn't have but it, they had they used the toothbrushes to fight would you like would you like to make a conflict roll to see if you can find something i would all right you are gonna roll 10 d6s Normally we would roll against you, but we do not have any d6s currently. Oh god. We'll see okay. if that changes. I'm so nervous. Please okay. let us know how many ones you have. I got three ones and one six. All right. That is a success. If you so wish to burn one of your cards, your top card, to get rid of these three ones that we will have ability to gain narrative control of in the future, you can do, do so. You are successful, though. You are successful. And you have narrative control. Um, can I confer with my friends? Is that allowed? Mm, I'd like you to make the choice. Oh, no. <laughs> um, I think for now, I'm, I'm, I think I, we can lose. We can all afford right. to lose these three. Okay. You all have seven dice to roll. We oh, have okay. three. And as you look through uh, the stuff that you've gathered either from camp or while you've been here for the past four days, what is something that you find? Um, I think 
running over to where the bed is, where Trishy and Sammy have their bags. Uh, she suddenly remembers and digs through specifically Sammy's bag because she was always more into arts and crafts. And she pulls out uh, a box of, of full matches. There's maybe like two or three left, but they were from when Sammy got into candle making. And so she always keeps them. A box? Of two matches. You said three. You said two or three. Okay. So I, I left it to the dice to tell which one. So you have two matches in that matchbook. Cool. Um, I, I found something actually. Uh, here you go, Bunny or Rock or. She looks at Jesse. Or Bunny or Rock. Take them. Uh, okay. Here you go. <laughs> Go uh, I think like you should take one match and I should take one match. But you're going to need the box to strike it on. Well, that's well, a really good point. Yeah, 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 that's okay. You take them because if, if we do find a car and I'm driving, I don't want to also have matches. That's uh, a lot. Yeah. Okay. So, so Bunny's taking? Okay. I'll find you something else, Jesse. Don't worry. Okay. Um... Can I search for something? Uh, this would be um, Trishy going through all of your stuff, and that okay. is the thing that she finds that is uh, useful. There are places within this facility you could go look. You also, you do have things that you would have had in your pockets, so any small items that you would have had when you left the camp that you just had on you, on your person, anything small that could fit in your pocket, you absolutely could have something like that. Uh, just let us know what that is or i've got a pack of zebra stripe gum mm. it doesn't really have flavor for long but if anybody gets bad breath we're prepared i have hey. a walkman and lip gloss you, you know the gum the has sugar in it tape inside the walkman is um duran duran <laughs> oh of course of, of course. course uh i kind of rifle around in the pockets and I've got quite a few because I'm wearing kind of baggy clothes and finally pull out it looks like a Swiss army knife knockoff um, and you all already know like half the stuff in it is missing um, the knife isn't sharp anymore um, and she holds it up and says yeah I, so uh, my, my brother Ralph gave this to me the first time I uh, came to the camp so at least at least we got a couple tools you know? That's so cool. Yeah, well, they, they finally let me keep it when I became a junior camp counselor, mostly because the, the knife is all dull and everything. But, you know, the, the, the nail file actually still works, which is good because, like, uh, I mean, I guess my nails don't matter anymore, but it's been nice to file them down and everything. Um, I, and she reaches in her pockets and pulls out a couple sunflower seeds and a half-finished friendship bracelet. And she's like, this is all I was able to take when we were leaving. We That's a really good to bracelet, do. Yeah. I, I, was, I started it when all of this happened because I was going to give it to someone when the sun came back, but... Um, what's, 
still working on it. What what what's the friendship bracelet made of? Is it one of those? Uh, is it string or is it like that waxy plastic stuff? It's like the waxy plastic plastic stuff that I don't know the name of. Lanyard okay. material. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, if it's we really need durable. To, yeah. Well, yeah. If we need to like tie something, I guess. I don't know. Could be useful. Oh, cool. <laughs> I just thought of something. Mm. We're gonna need the keys if we steal a car. Yeah, you always look in the, uh, you flip down the, the thing, the, oh. the visor on the top, or you look in the glove compartment, or you look under the, the mat. Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, that's that's where my parents always hide their keys. And that's I'm sure- in movies, you know, like that's how I've always seen it. <laughs> okay, our parents hang their keys on a hook. Jesse, is there anything on your person? Yes, I have a pocket knife because we have to always be prepared. Um, so I have a, uh, a pocket knife. I have um, a lip gloss with a little mirror. Um, no, actually it's a lip smackers. Um, I, and it's three of them in different flavors because you have to have like a Dr. Pepper one and mm. um, a cherry one because that's classic. And then um, a pina colada. Ooh. I've never had one, but my parents had one on vacation once and it smelled really good. So I figured I would get that flavor. Um, I'm totally jealous. Hey, uh, yeah. can I can I borrow that mirror for a second? Yeah. Yeah. But, and I just take it and like try to clean myself up just a little bit. It's been a couple of days, just kind of eh, spitting. Uh, I'm just not even awesome. going to worry about my hair. Rock, since you mentioned tying things, I do have a scrunchie in my hair. So like I have a scrunchie. Scrunchies are very important. They are. And they look mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think there's probably some, um, see, what do I have at camp? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. There's, I have a couple of other goodies, I'm sure, but. I have a pair of glasses that I'm always reluctant to wear. Um, Yeah. You you hear coming someone walking down the the hallway and sounds like not military boots, but there is a clack of something hard against the concrete. And you can hear like two others followed behind before a woman, uh, a girl about Bunny and Rock's age shows up. Goes, Bunny, oh my God, you're hanging out with the weird kids, and you know this as Mike's ex-girlfriend and the other person that always wants to be cheer captain. Listen, you don't have to be mean about this. And and by the way, these are like the best kids. These kids have been with me at camp every single year, and you don't know what you're talking about. This is why. I'm cheer captain and you're not. Uh huh. Right. You need to be more cheerful. You know, Becky, I'm probably sure that it was Rock that caused all of this. <laughs> probably. I mean, look at her. <laughs> Always dark and whatever. Does um, my- excuse me, you've got something in your teeth. Whatever. Also, rock style is like super cool. Did you see the Lost Boys? Because like yeah. rock style is like that, and yeah. that's so cool. And your hair is funny. And you don't you even have a scrunchie. Get out of here before I like take that thing that is in your teeth. By the way, 
and rip it out of your mouth because you know me. I am not going to stand for anybody being mean to anybody. The world needs what? to be full of cheer right now, and you're not being cheerful. Why don't you yeah. ask Mike what's in my teeth? And how about I take one of your little goblins and throw them out into the darkness to get eaten by them? Why don't you try? Yeah, give it a shot. I'm going to actually scream for the guards, and okay. hopefully they will, like, this will be a distraction. So Bunny just, like, screams a bloody murder, like, oh, my God, I'm going to rip your hair out, guards! And she, like, starts to, like, pull at her hair. Okay. I would love for you to make a conflict roll. Yeah, you got it. Oh, you gosh. have seven dice. I'm so sadly aware of that fact. Ooh, I almost blew my candle out when I... I had to move mine to the side. <laughs> oh goodness. I have one one and I have two sixes. Nice. What would that consider? So they have four now? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I mean you have two successes? Okay. You have narrative control. We did not roll any successes for, for narrative. Wonderful. Bunny reaches out and starts yanking at her hair, like through, like, I guess there's like a grating in our door, whenever she's walking by and is pulling at her hair. So her, like her head is slammed into like the little window area while she's screaming for the guards. Um, and the guards come and take her away and, and wonder why she's even out of her own space and take her and her friend away. And I'm like, goodbye, bitches. Uh, and you gets pulled and you're like, ah, oh, you'll get yours. And she gets pulled away by uh, this military, you know, clad in camo uh, and just, you know, break it up, break it up, come on. And kind of just gets the two away and uh, they disappear into the darkness. Listen, now this now's the time. Now's the time. We follow them. They're gonna be distracted with with your rival person. Come on, yeah, come on, come on, come on. She's totally not a rival. She's just a bee. She, she can... I grab Sammy's hand and I'm like rushing towards the door with with Rock. Okay, okay, okay. All right. And you exit out of your room and the smooth concrete floor with the seal of the city in the main hall, now looks more like a shelter for the homeless. Cots and crates and rows, blankets and small reminders of homes scattered about as you silently move up against the wall, holding your hand against it, filling and counting the doors. As you look out, a sad reminder that everything you once took for granted is now gone, but at least you're not alone. Suddenly the lights flicker and then completely shut off, leaving only the small glowing embers of the emergency lights to stave away the shadows in the smallest pockets of light. Trishy, I'm right here, don't worry, it's okay. The room around you begins to panic as mutters and just concern whispers echo throughout the room, but you know you could, you could move in the shadows seemingly undetected at this moment, at least. Let's go. 12 doors. Remember, touch the side of the wall. 12 doors. Now. Yeah, we're already at four. Let's go. And uh, I think. Five, six, yeah. seven. Instead of touching the doors, Trish, she just puts her hand on the back of Rock 
and holds Sammy's other hand and just follows that way blindly. And you make your way out and around, counting perfectly from Sammy's memory as you come to door number 12. This is it, you guys. Are we ready? Yeah. Yes, let's okay. go while we can. So. And as you reach um, for the handle, yeah. and you I'll open, open the door. You open the door and you make me a conflict roll. You got this, Bunny. You got this. It's it's good. There's a six. There's another six. Oh, zero. I have two sixes, no ones. And we rolled no sixes. So as you exit, I will say you exit to what looks to be an area almost filled with light. You see military convoys. You see stadium lights pointed down as they begin to flicker just for a second and then cut back on and you see patrols marching outside gates of barbed wire and stuff like that but narrate what happens as you have uh succeeded in this conflict uh as i open the door it creates like a shadow into the light you know and uh i tell everybody come around the door and so we can hide in that back part of the door and look around the corner as we see like troops that are like guarding the area walking by across this little lot is a gated area that has um, a bunch of like different military vehicles and things like that. Uh, probably things we've never driven before, but like Jeeps and things like that, but they are across the way. And I'll be like, okay, you guys, we know what we're here for. We know what we're doing. This is just like a competition. We can do this. So I want everybody to whisper with me. We can do it. Yes, we can. We can do it. That's the plan. And then we'll go. We can do it. We can do it. Yes, we can. We can do it. That's the plan. That's the plan. Okay. Go team. Go team. Go. Go. Oh. Oh, yeah. Go. And I will start scampering. All right. Yep. And you're making your way towards those vehicles across the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hoping that you're not spotted as you go catching the small pockets of shadows, but trying not to get too far into the darkness as you try to find that equal balance of safety in the light, but concealment of the shadows as you continue on. What are you trying to do? Uh, if we're getting into the vehicle pool, Rock is super nervous about all of the military vehicles, but usually there's like military jeeps and stuff that are not necessarily anything that might be out of the range of remembering how to drive one of her parents' cars. So she's looking for a a jeep, something there that is. she thinks she knows how to drive. Yeah, there's a couple jeeps. There's a one of the big um, open backed with like the canvas tarp backs that the troop transports. Um, and oh, uh, yeah, just like just like I saw in MASH. Yeah. Oh, I love those reruns. More? We should give each other code names. We could be like the A-Team. Oh my god, I love this plan. Except there's four of them and there's five of us. Well, who cares? They're twins. They could be like one person. We totally are. Yeah, not, not everyone. But yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, here. This one, this one, this one. And I'll okay. rush towards the Jeep I saw. Okay. All right. 
Uh, and Rock, go ahead and make a conflict roll. All right. Six dice we're at? Six dice, yep. Okay. So if I didn't get any successes, but I also yeah. didn't get any ones, what? We've reached... Yeah. Then... Can I do, is this the point where I do things to re-roll anything? You, can, you cannot do anything except for snuff out one of your candles. <gasps> and the scene ends. As the card only lets you re-roll once. And you have neither. I have and nothing. I have a bunch of fours and threes. Um, as you make your way, you step out. And you are about there as you reach for the handle to check to see if the keys are up above when you hear, hey, you, you're not supposed to be out here. If you wouldn't mind darkening one of your candles. Carefully. That was the coolest thing I, I ever I can never do life. that. <laughs> that was the coolest thing. Wow. No. <laughs> we are entering the truth's phase. The world is dark and these things are true. Rock, since you failed the conflict, you will be starting and stating the first truth. Can be anything you wish. It could move the scene forward. It could be positive. It could be negative to add to the story. But what you say is true. Uh, even though we were spotted, the keys were there. So we were able to get the car going. You were able to get the car going? Okay. Yes. Bunny. The guard that caught Rock is Bunny's mother's friend. And he's going to report back to her um, when he can that we are, at least our group is here and alive. Jesse. In the back pocket of the car, there is a map with several missing pages. Trishy. While we were able to get the car going, um, it only has a quarter of a tank of gas. Okay. Sammy. There are no people on the street outside of this compound. It is absolutely deserted. As Bunny's mom's friend, the guard, turns to make his report, he pulls the radio out before he is yanked into the darkness and disappears. What just happened? What just happened? We are not done with truths. Oh, didn't realize that. That was sorry. the sixth truth. Oh. We have three more to go. So that was the seventh, wasn't it? Because the first one was The World is Dark? Right, seventh. You are correct. We have two more. So se okay. six was, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Sammy, that there were no people on the street? Yes. No, no people on the street. No people on the street. 
Boot up, boot up. Rock. The map that we found, even though it's missing pages, one of the pages that's still there is exactly the route we need to take to get to the cemetery. And Bunny. And everyone else. And, and we and are alive. alive. The final truth is spoken. You make your way down, heading towards the cemetery. You hear gunshots behind you as something took the guard as you peeled away from the penitentiary. You can see in the rearview mirror the flashes of muzzle fire from multiple things. Multiple soldiers firing as you peel off down the road. The headlights flickering in the fog that is billowing out across the streets as the mist has rolled up from this port city. As you head off towards, hopefully closer, to Mr. Dewey's. So, um... so our dice pools refill, correct? Dice pools refill? Up to nine. And Justin, yes, quick, quick rules clarification. Um, are, so dice are going to you, not being put aside on on failed conflict rolls. Uh, they are going to us just for narrative, uh, possible narrative. Happy. Thank that you is very it. much. Yep. Oh, I never learned how to drive in the fog. This is this is what I oh. Um, all right. Do, do we? Have, you have to turn the headlights down. I think to the fog light setting. But um, okay. I don't know yeah. how well they're gonna work. Um, yeah, yep, yep, I'm working on it, I'm working on what it. What was that about what, what back happened? there? Did anybody see what, what happened? happened there? He just, he mm -hmm. just yelled and okay. just stay focused. We didn't, we didn't you, know, what they... you know what we always say, stay focused, you're fine. Look ahead, look in, look, look where we're going, don't look back, stick with it. Just like our cheers, we can do this, okay? okay. You like, do you like, know how to do this, don't worry. Okay. Oh, I found the windshield wipers. Okay, that's something. Um, anyone got the the map? Do we know which way we're going? Yeah. Um, uh, do you know which if we're going north or south? Can anybody figure out if we're which way is north from here? Oh, There's I, a light on the rearview mirror. I I think I I can probably try. Um, and she starts looking around the car for a compass because there's no way a military car doesn't have a compass in it. Mm -hmm. Uh, go ahead and make a conflict roll. Let's Seems hope it goes better than last time, ladies. Hey, you succeeded. Yeah. <gasps> one, two, two successes, no ones. Okay. All right, then you, you, uh, you look around and you actually notice that one of the gauges on the dashboard is a compass and not an actual gauge for something in the car. Oh, oh, um, uh, Rock, uh, Jesse, look. And she points at the gauge. This this is actually a compass. It's not a fuel gauge or anything. I thought it was a fuel gauge earlier. That's why it was pointing like almost straight down. Oh, that's okay. good. I thought we so, were already on empty. Okay. All right. So in our orienteering classes, they taught us that if we can figure that out. So if if we were headed southwest and we have to go south to the cemetery, 
um because it's right here on the map and let me just and i turn the map to line up with what we're looking at okay okay so we have to go south um rock as you look down to try and kind of gauge as your attention is being pulled away from the road you've been dodging a lot of things as uh, the roads have been closed down barricaded cars pulled off to the side completely abandoned there's something you don't notice in your way and i need you to make a conflict roll okay as jesse is explaining the map trying to to discern looking up at the compass noting that you're turning giving rock directions as rock looks back to nod in acknowledgement to jesse's really well given directions in reading this map what did you get i got uh one six and one one okay so i'm gonna i i will let the one go uh but we got a success. So we also yeah. rolled a six, but it is yes. a tie, so tie goes to you. Okay, that's good. So yeah, I see this at the very last minute. Uh, uh, ah, ah, and then quickly <gasps> turned, and uh, fortunately, this this vehicle is way more uh, agile and in better shape than the the old beater that my parents would let me steal, uh, borrow. And I, I managed to get out of the way and not cause an accident. Um, you barely miss the car, but uh, in doing so, overcorrect, the car jerks a little bit and you hear one of the tires kind of not explode, but you can tell that it is not gonna get you as far as you need it. It is still drivable, but it is not in perfect condition anymore. You did not crash your car and completely destroy it. Okay. All right. Um. Uh, sorry, I was going a little fast. That was a lot of adrenaline. I'm gonna slow down uh, and see if we can drive the like car. your grandma. Uh. Okay. Um. Is there a spare tire in this thing or what? Uh. Do you know how to change a tire? Of course. You have to learn how to. My dad told me before I ever was able to take out the station wagon. He made me change the tire right in front of him. That's oh. really important to learn. Oh my God, buddy, so you are you know, so cool. I know you guys aren't old enough to drive yet, but you will be soon. And it's really important to follow all the directions. He made me read the manual that's in the glove box from start to finish. Oh, Ralph just so told cool. me, Ralph just took me to the nearby Circle K and like we trolled around in the, in the, yeah. Uh, but is there, is there a spare? Like You look and you do see on the back of the Jeep, there is that tire. Uh, who's sitting in the back? Probably uh, me and uh, Trishy. You hear, you both hear the just the faintest like hissing, like like a kettle or like something nearby. Just this. I'm gonna peek around and try to find it. Go ahead and make me a conflict roll. Oh boy! So and while have... she's looking around, I think Trishy's like, um, guys, I think there might be a snake back here. Um, snakes aren't going to bother you unless you bother them. And if they try and come at you, all you have to do is grab them right behind the head so they can't bite you. Are you kidding me? Grab a snake? Yeah, that's what that's what they told us we're supposed to do. And what'd you get? I can't believe you know how to do that. We only got one. 
One, one, two successes. All right, so you lose you lose a die. You're now down to seven okay. die. We have one. The You look back and you realize it's not a snake, but the tire was shot at some point and is hiss and it is deflating. The spare but tire? The spare tire, yes. Um guys, I have some bad news. The spare tire has a bullet hole in it. Oh. Okay. I don't know how to change a tire or fix a bullet hole. Yeah, my dad never taught me how to fix the bullet hole. I don't think well, that's the kind of thing you prepare for, though. I I, I don't know. Uh, Bunny, that wasn't something your dad taught you how to do? How I mean, far? Like, okay. Let's look at how far we are from the cemetery, because that's... that. I yeah. mean, at some point, we're going to have to get out and walk. We're low on gas, too, so we knew we weren't going to be able to get super far. Maybe there's something in here we can take with us, though, to protect ourselves. That's true. Um. But uh, you all, you all look at the map. Last time I looked at the map, things yeah, were bad. Keep your eyes on the road and drive like a grandma. Um, okay, so it looks like we're—I don't know how—maybe like half a mile from the cemetery. So if we have to stop now, we can probably get there on foot. I mean, I'm just gonna point out that you normally don't drive on a flat tire because it messes up the car. But I'm not really concerned about messing up this car. Yeah, I don't think that matters right well, now. That's a good idea. We can't idea. drive the car through the cemetery, so it can just get us to the cemetery right. and we'll be good. Yeah. So it's another couple of minutes, maybe, is all we need. Yeah. Um, You know, Sammy and Trishy, I think you both should start searching the trunk and okay. or searching the car for whatever we can maybe use. I think that would be really useful. Okay. okay. And we'll start searching. All right. But since it's Jesse's idea, I think Jesse needs to roll this conflict okay. roll. Yes. And you have seven die to roll. Uh, that's that's a nothing. It's a nothing and a nothing. All right. Oh. Go ahead. Wait, and... flat nothing. Oh. Good night. I scene. know that feel. <laughs> Go ahead and blow out one of your candles. You are now down to seven candles as. You all begin to look, and there's nothing in here. And as Rock begins to turn the corner, you slam on the brakes as you come to a dead end of just complete and utter destruction ahead of you. And these things are true. The world is dark. And Jesse, since you failed the conflict role, you speak the first truth. Mr. Dewey is at home. All right. The destruction is blocking the conventional entrance to the cemetery. All right. Sammy. For some reason, the street lamps in the cemetery aren't all out. Some of them are still lit. Amidst the destruction, you can see an overturned military vehicle where you can see a half-crushed body 
sticking out. There is a visible sidearm on his side. The military vehicle looks to be one of those that's really well stocked. And so there's probably supplies inside. Yeah, uh, guard gatehouse in front of the uh, cemetery has a flickering candlelight in the window. And the final truth. We are, and we are alive. alive. And we are alive. Um, is everyone okay? We can do this. We need to get off this road. There's a. There's somebody up ahead. There's somebody in that wreckage. I don't want to look. I. But I'll, I'll go. It's I'll go just look. gross. But no, I. I've got it. It's fine. I've got it. Uh, I've got it. We need to. Look. We need to. Let's all go. I'll go look over a bunny real quick, and I the the younger kids, and then give you another long look and say, I don't. I don't. No, not no, not if we want to. If we want to make it, I don't think we need to have them see that. I'm gonna stay here with them, and like, I'm gonna have them do like a supportive. Um, hand-holding group chair if you're cool to go and see what's going on. Otherwise, if you want to stay with them, I'll go. But I don't Wait, think we can't should... split up. We already said we're not splitting up. We're not splitting up. We'll be within view of each other. Just not up close. You guys don't need to see what's going on up close. Trust me on this. I'm older than you and like, I know I'm still, you know, not an adult, but I'm pretty close. We've seen car accidents before. Have. Look, that person might need help, and we all took first aid. We're all certified. Yeah. We might be able to help them. Is there a first aid kit in the car? In our car? Like, in the glove box? It seems like the sort of thing that would be in here. And did you find anything in the back seat? Trish, no. you see any? Nothing? Nothing. Just the flat tire. Hey, listen. Okay. If, 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 if they need help, or if I need help or anything, I'll, I'll I'll call out. It's just yeah. Just stay here for a second. Sure, I'll go. Okay. And looking really unsure of herself, but following what Bunny said, Rock is gonna make her way on over to the vehicle, and is gonna try to look at the body and enough to tell whether it's a body or someone who needs help. While she's doing that, Bunny will hold, like have us all hold hands in like a circle uh, with the guise of like an encouraging cheer, but it's really just to keep the kids like close by. And we all saw something, you know, <laughs> something being, you know, somebody being yanked out of the darkness or from the darkness. And so, yeah. So this is really just to hold tight onto the kids. Also, you were at eight candles, not seven. I miscounted, so. Oh. You Yay. were at eight candles. Oh, good. Okay. As you're 
sitting in this Jeep, trying to decide on who's doing what, who's taking point, waiting for when they return, you notice that at least in the penitentiary, you had some light, even if it was fleeting. But on like a night of a new moon, it is pitch black out here. Well, only the headlights cutting the darkness and the very faintest flicker of a candlelight from a building through the debris and the one or two lights in the cemetery. There is nothing but darkness. You can feel that hum in the back of your mind and it reverberates inside of your body that is not audible. You can just feel it, this ever-present, especially when there is nothing to hear or see or consume your senses. What are you guys doing? I'm staying in the headlamps and walking towards the military vehicle. And I'm gonna, uh, I'm not going to actually touch or examine the, the body, but I'm gonna take a second and try to force myself to look at it to make sure this is, this is a dead person. You look and you can see a military individual in camouflage, half of their body up to the mid-chest is crushed under the vehicle and debris. You can see blood splatter across the ground, gore, bits of intestines, bone shards protruding out from under it. Eyes open, staring back at you, almost piercing into your soul as you look into it. In the midst of that, you can see the handle of a gun. And it's on him? It's on the body? It is on the body. But is in a section where you'd have to get on get down on the ground and crawl a little bit underneath the car to get to his waistband as he is crushed from the chest down. Mm. She doesn't want to do it. And she's, I don't, I don't even think she knows how to operate a gun, but that's probably the best place to look for supplies as well. So she's gonna, I'm just taking a look. She'll call out and then try to do the crawl. Where is she going? As you bend down, start crawling. Need you to make a conflict roll. Okay. Um, I got two successes and uh, four ones. Uh, is that a is that a failure? Is that the thing that I gotta do something about? Oh, any. It's not a failure, but any, okay. any amount of sixes is a success, but those four will be pulled from the dice pool for the rest of the scene. You can burn a card if you so wish in order to 
make to reduce the amount, hopefully reduce the amount of ones you have. Oh, I'm gonna do it because this that that will that will put our dice pool in half. So okay. What? What is your top card? Uh, my top card is my vice, which is vain. And how are you applying vain to this moment? I think she she'll do the crawl and she'll look for supplies, but everything is covered in blood and ugh. No, I can't get blood on me. And it's not because that's gross. It's because this is all I got. I gotta I gotta try to look presentable, nice, in case my parents finally come, right? I can't be covered in blood. Okay. Burn the card or destroy it. Go ahead and re-roll any number of those ones you want to re-roll. Oh, I want to re-roll all of them. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I got uh, one more six. So I got a six and two of something else and a one. All right, okay. so in this instance, you lose one dice instead of four. You are successful in your narration. And we did not beat you in our successes. So, what does Rock do in this moment, this vain moment? I, I think she leaves behind the gun because it's going to ruin her outfit, her look. She's not going to get blood in her hands. Um, but she'll, while she's under the vehicle, she'll look inside to see if there's anything we can scavenge. And since it's a pretty well-stocked vehicle, this might have some stuff. Might even have some candles, maybe a mess kit or something. Okay, you find a candle and some and a mess kit. Yep. And I'll grab that and then rush back to the as car. You're, as you're underneath pulling that stuff, you have to get, you don't notice it, but you're because you're under the car mostly, you position yourself just slightly out of the headlights, more focused on trying to find something for your group and trying to stay away from this body that is unmoving and just seems staring back out into nothingness. And you start to hear. coming from the shadows, and that is what causes you to run, leaving behind whatever else you could have found. But you have a candle, and you have a mess kit. I rush back. Hey, hey, so, um, sorry, the poor guy's dead. Don't worry about him. Uh, but look, 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 another candle. And he he had, he had some uh, supplies on him, so I got that. That's awesome. Great job. Yeah. Thanks. Where's... What about the car? Can we what, can the... we get anything from the car? The, the... Can we get a tire from the car? I I mean, then we'd have to we have to get it off of that car and put it on the. I mean, we you can, can try. Off. Is it the same kind of car? No, different. Oh. Oh, okay, different. It car. was worth a shot. Um, 
but it, it looks like it. it's got a bunch of stuff. Yeah, this, this is all I could find. And then... I'll carry the candle. And then... And she kind of absentmindedly just holds it on over as soon as you say, I can hold I can hold it. Um, we should get going. It's... There's a lot of dark. It looks like there's another candle in the building there. Maybe we could get that one too. Or maybe there's somebody there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah if so, someone had to light it, right? Right. Yeah. It can't light itself, so somebody's got to right. be there. It's not like it's a light that can be on, like, one of those automatic timers or a clapper right. or something. Like, it's got to be somebody. So we should... There's a person there. Or there was a person there. Yeah, maybe they have, like, a phone or something. Yeah. Oh, my God, yeah! Yeah, there haven't mm. been any pay phones over here. And I don't think I have any quarters, so... It's about that time that you all start to hear emanating from the shadows the clicking sound and the eerie screeching that seems to be slowly approaching towards the vehicle. Uh, um, we should, can we, can we, can we, we should go. Let's go. Let's go. go. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think Sammy grabs Jesse's hand and Trishy's hand and starts to run away from the car through the headlights, like running down the path of the light. And, uh, path of the light only gets you so far and eventually you're going to have to veer out of it in order to get into the cemetery. As we run past the car, is the gun there? Can we, can I see the gun? It is trapped up underneath the vehicle, crushed over this man and running past it, you probably could see it. Can I rip my hand out of Sammy's and dive for the gun under the car? Like, stick my tiny little arm under? You absolutely can. I need you to roll a conflict roll. Uh -huh. And we're at seven? Yes. You're yeah. at seven. I got one, two, oh, I got three sixes and one one. All right, so you, you will lose that one, but... As you rip your hand free, you dive into the gore. As you come up, just covered in just the sticky, iron-smelling, but you're holding what appears to be a nine-millimeter handgun, and you just feel a hot breath of something on your neck as you just hear. And she sprints. And as, as, you, as, as you take off, you slip. You're not quite sure what it is. It isn't on, it isn't on blood. It's almost as if you were on like a loose piece of clothing or something. As you stumble a bit, but you catch your footing, you scrape the palms of your hand up pretty harsh on debris and rubble. You're not sure what of is your blood mixed in with this man's blood, but you rush out and make it back as you feel something brushing up against you at that last second, but you enter back into the light of the, the headlights. <sighs> you all Trishy. look and see 
basically the figure of Carrie from the horror movie <laughs> covered in blood. I got it. Oh, Trishy. Come on in, quickly. Let's get you ready. Great job. Come on, come on. Come okay. here, come here, here. And um, Sammy takes her shirt and just starts wiping the blood off her sister's face. We don't have time. Stop. We don't have time. We have to go. I'm... And she just kind of like doesn't mean to push her this hard, but pushes Sam forward, like not out of the light, but further into the light towards the cemetery. Like we have to go move. And then she just kind of like hands the gun to Bunny and keeps moving. Um, Bunny will take the gun like and hold it like this. Like, I oh, come on, honestly, I do. Give it to Jesse then. You know how to shoot it, Jesse? Yes, I took rivalry. Really cool. I spent way too much time in cheer, and I'll hand the gun over to Jesse. And uh, in that and moment, it is. In that nope. moment, Trishy just kind of looks at Rock a little angry and then turns back to Sammy and grabs her hand. Grabbing Sammy's hand, it is tacky, much like the handle of this gun. Tacky and sticky from the still wet blood that clings to it. You can see bits of bone shards and other things still clung to the side of it. As you now hold a nine millimeter, unsure of how many rounds are in. I open it and check. You check. Mm -hmm. There are three rounds left. Two in the magazine, okay. one in the chamber. Okay. As you... You look on to see the cemetery. There is a short run between here and there through the darkness to le that leads to the single light source that is in front of this building with a candle flickering in the window. You're well, looking at... You're looking at possibly the oldest part of the city, definitely the creepiest. And even before the dark, this place was where kids would dare others to venture in alone, speak the name of the dead three times, or see who could lie down on a grave the longest. That was when the moon and streetlights provided some comfort, but now it's just the three embered motes of a candle and two lights further in. And as you all take off running towards it, I need one of you to, to decide who will be making the conflict role for the group. I'll do it. I'm not scared. I've been here, in, not this cemetery, but the cemetery at home, which is pretty similar, but even scarier. And I got dared to do these things and I'm not scared. So I'm fine. Okay. So we're rolling six? Six dice mm -hmm. to roll. Uh, oh, yikes. So that is two um, two failures and one success. I'm going to go ahead and burn my fearless trait to reroll those two because I am doing this because I am fearless. You are so. indeed enacting that trait as you are fearless. Let's go ahead and destroy the card. Cool. As the card burns away, go ahead and reroll that fail. It's two failures. Two failures, yes which have now become one success. Oh, nice. There you go. Awesome. And no other failure or no other one? Nothing else. Nope, Beautiful. no other ones. All right, so still with six dice in hand. Now holding a gun, even at 12 years old, and it's covered in blood. 
you seem to be controlling the group right now. And how do you lead them in? Uh, directly, we go straight forward. Um, if I can find a small piece of wood, I'll try and turn it into a torch. Um, but if not, we'll just move forward with what we have. We know where we're headed and we have to just, you know, sometimes you just have to be powerful, powerful and strong young women. We're going to encourage us, right? Yes, because okay. there's a person there and right. there's at least there's a candle there and maybe right. more and maybe matches. And yeah. I mean, we can light our candle off their candle right. or we can take their candle if they're not there. Right. Lots of things. So yeah. we, we walk through the cemetery. Um, and I mean, I just let's go quickly because I don't want all of you scaredy cats to be so scared. <laughs> There is definitely a piece of wood that you can grab as you run. However, if you want to turn it into a torch, you have to stop to light it. Well, let's just hold on to it. And okay. then we can maybe when we stop, wrap some cloth around it and try and make it happen. All right. You cross the threshold, that ever present reverb feeling in your body there, the clicking, and subtle screeches and scratches of something moving in the darkness as you enter into it, hoping, wishing, praying that all five of you are there when you step foot into that soft light of the candlelit window. And as you cross that threshold of the cemetery and look back, you see all five of you there together, still. You hear faint sounds coming from the guard shack. Can't make out exactly what it is, but there is movement inside. You could go in, or you could continue through the cemetery. Which do you do? I go in. Go in. Yeah. I'll follow them. As you enter in, there's a familiar stench that fills the room acrid in a way, but almost like a mixture. It could be the blood that's covering Trishy that you all now start to notice the blood of the dead. Maybe it's the blood and, or the fact you're so close to the cemeteries, but it also smells like something has been cooked here. Oh. And as Sammy, you open the door, I need you to make a conflict roll for me. No. We're at six. We're at six. Hmm? One six. No ones. And that is a success, and I got no successes. And as you open the door, you look up and huddled in the candlelight, you can see two adult men as one whips a hunting rifle onto you and at the last second, the other one grabs the barrel and pulls it up as the shot goes off. I scream. You have narrative control of mm -hmm. what happens next? Um, Sammy screams and kind of stumbles back into everybody else. And the man who fired the gun immediately lets it go. So it's just hanging in the air by the man who grabbed the barrel of it and his hand has kind of seared to the metal of the barrel. 
um, from holding it as it was fired. And the two men stare up at the kids in complete disbelief. They thought they were completely alone in the dark. And here this group of children has entered. And one of them, the one holding the rifle. Damn it, kid. You're lucky I saw it was you and not some of them, them I'm things. What's going on? It's fine, it's fine. Let them come in from the darkness. Yeah, yeah. You, you're, who are you? Survivors. That's not, that's. That's not answering the question. That's stating the obvious. Who are you? I am, I am Mark. That's, I'm Leroy. And I just wasted my last shot on you and. Well, that's what you get for trying to shoot at whoever walks through the door before finding out who's there. Do you know what is out in the darkness? Yes. No. And I just kind of look at Rock. Then she looks everything. And I turn and I look at Trishy. I I don't need to take it out. You're young. How are you out here? How? Come inside. Come inside for a moment. Okay. Come in. There's light in there. Obviously, we should go in, but stranger danger. Of course. And I keep the kids kind of like behind me a little bit. Uh And you see. And an old, like, square lantern, there's a, a single candle just kind of emanating light. You can see that there's an area, uh, there is there is a fireplace, but it is not currently lit. They are low on wood and only use it sparingly when they need to cook. Why are you here and not at the shelter? We got separated. We're looking for other people out here. Yeah, we're look looking for survivors. I don't like the way you said that. Was it just your voice? Or did you put on inflection for a reason? Do you have a towel? Do you have a towel so I can clean my sister up, please? I'm sure we have some cloth around here, but I can't per se it's clean. Neither am I. That's as long fine. as it's not covered in blood, I think it'll be okay. I think there's something in one of them drawers over there. I think I saw a rag or something. I'll go over and look in the drawer. Can I also look for the drawer, through the drawer, but not necessarily for the towel? See if they have anything else that I could possibly sneak into my pocket. Go ahead and make a conflict roll. You do find While a they're towel. doing Yeah, you do find a that. towel, but you're looking for other things. While they're doing that, may I, um, is there anything else around that looks useful? Um, we're going to settle Trishy's first. Okay. And see we're at six, be. yes. Yes. Correct. Yes. So six. Oh, wow. Um, two successes, no ones. Nice. All right. I'm doing pretty good after that first mess up. Most of most of this, the drawers are picked clean. However, you do notice that in the far back in the shadows, you didn't notice before. What do you find? I think it's um, a little bit of their stash of um, ammo. 
because they clearly have a rifle, but these are boxes of ammo for a gun that they don't have. It just so happens to be a nine millimeter rounds, but the box is almost empty. So it's only like two additional bullets, but they're there. You find two more bullets. And Jesse, if you would like to make more, um, sure. a, a separate roll. Let's find, find out what we what we find. Oh, one failure. That's it. No successes. No, and I have already burned a, a trait this scene, so I you have do anything else about that. All right. All right. And with that, please darken a candle. As these things are true, the world is dark. And we will start with you, Jesse. The men will cause their own demises. And while they did that, we were able to grab their candle and jump out the window. You, Jesse, in your hunt for something, find cooked meat by the candle Uh, and what looks to be flesh-colored skin perhaps could be a pig, but it's hard to say. Mm -hmm. Uh, that brings us to Rock. We skipped Sammy. Did we? Oh, we did yes. skip Sammy. Sorry, Sammy, go ahead and give us a truth. Um, just to, to double check, it's supposed to be one positive and one. No, it's whatever you want. Oh, okay. Whatever you want. One one fact of the world. Okay. One fact of the world. In the darkness of the cemetery, there are voices. Now, Rock. <laughs> Uh, when we left the Jeep, Bunny remembered to grab the map so we know where to go next and how to get there. Okay. Um, this is the seventh. Mm. This is the seventh. I believe this is the last truth. Oh. And we, we are, are alive. alive. As you make your escape from the building, the two individuals now lying dead on the floor after coming to blows over an argument you're unsure of what or why it happened. 
But you use that distraction to run. Bunny holding the map in her hands as she moves on as you all head again as a group, making your way to that next pocket of light into the cemetery, heading ever so closely. From behind you, you hear more things in the darkness now that you have stolen the light away from the guard's shack. But it's strange. It's not the clicking and shrieking you hear. It's almost the tearing of flesh from, the tearing of skin from bone and sinew and meat. And as you enter into this pocket of light, you hear, Help me! Help! 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 Me! 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 Help! 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 Help me, me. Hello? See this person? Where are you? <laughs> Where are you? Who? Who's there? And we have the lit candle, right? We can't stop. We have yeah. to keep going. I hold out the lit candle to try and see who it is. You hold it out towards the largest cement building, which sits in the center. Stains of mold and water streak paint. This paint this is a haunting architecture straight out of. Last Fall's horror film. It's simple, and all that stands out is a single name carved over the heavy iron door. Erebus. The last thing left behind from a long-forgotten family. And inside... You hear the whimperings of someone calling out to you. We can't stop. We have to keep going. Nope. I think we need to go. We can't stop. We have to help them. What are you doing? No, telling? we can't stop. Look what happened when we stopped before. We have to get to Mr. Dewey's. Help, help, help me, me, me. Help, help, help me. We'll come back for them after it Mr. Dewey's. It sounds Dewey. like they're on a loop. Like, it sounds like they're just... I'll, I'll call yeah, out. Like, lead somebody who needs help. Like, we've all been taught to help people. Like, oh my God, I can't believe I don't want to die out here. We're going to be okay. We are a team and we take on new team members all the time. We need to help this person. Like, I can't even believe it, what I'm hearing. I can't stop. We have a candle. Just stay huddled together. Stay in the light. Um, Sammy Funny. will reach over with her candle and light it off Trishy's. Oh. Rock is going to call out. Hey, hey, uh, we've got light out here. If you want to come out, we're here. And you just hear. Go in there. I don't want to go in there. I'll go in there. No, we can't split up. Honey. You stay right outside these doors, and I will go in there. We cannot leave anybody behind. Bunny, I don't think that's a person. Let's go, Bunny. It sounds like a person to me. People, people talk. This person's talking. I don't think it's a person. I think it's a bad thing. I think Sammy's right here. I think we should keep going. I think this is really dangerous, and I think it's a bad idea, Bunny. I don't think this is good leadership. 
good leadership is never leaving anybody behind. We would never do this on a team. They're not part of our team. Not yet. It's protecting our own our own team. Remember in Color Wars, like it's to get us there safe. We'll get there safe. And the more time we waste, the 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 faster that we're gonna lose the light we have. And there's no point in talking about it. And she starts to back away from the group towards the building. Let's go, Bunny. Let's get them and keep going. We're gonna we're gonna get them when then we'll keep going. That's right. And I'll like is it like a mausoleum type of thing? It is a mausoleum. Um Jesse, Sammy, come here, come here, come here, come here. Stay stay really close, really close. And I'll just kind of huddle with them around our candle. I need one of the candles for sure. Yeah, you've got one and we've got. Trishy and I will go up with the candles and I'll pull the door open. And as I uh, pull away from Sammy, I put the two uh, extra bullets in her hand as I back away. Jesse, Jesse? horror movie rules. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't you know split what? up. We're, we're not splitting up. This is like last time where you're I just right you're going door. into a building. The, 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 it's, a, it's a mausoleum. It's like um, it's, it's a, a building. Just, just, yeah, we're not gonna be able to see you. Just, just go in the door. Just go in the doorway so we can still see you. Okay. Okay. See, so see, I'll push see. Open the door with the candle and say, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here Who's either. But we're gonna do this. It's gonna be okay. And Bunny, as you go to open the mausoleum door, we need you to make a dire conflict roll. Oh. What is that? What is a dire conflict roll? That is bad news. <laughs> dire conflict roll means that something bad will happen to you if you fail. It does not mean that your character will be eliminated, but you could be injured. You could have something happen to you that is extremely detrimental. Well, I have a six. Okay, that is a success. Three ones. Oh my gosh. So I am going to burn, this is actually applicable. I'm like, (laughs) and you are very determined in this moment to save this person as you burn the card. Go ahead and re-roll those ones. You got this, buddy. There's one, one. One, um, okay. Are there an, any- And an extra six. An extra six? And an extra six, which ties our two, which means you keep narrative control. <sighs> we will say, we will paint the picture for what you see so that you know how to react. As the door creaks open, There is a grinding sound as stone against metal as the door slides across the ground. The The eerie squeak of the hinges just piercing through the darkness echoed along with this person crying out for help. You hold the candle out, the light flickering across the shadows of the sarcophagi inside, and you can see there is a shape in the corner, shadowed 
And as the light washes over it, you can see and hear the whimpering. <laughs> Please help me. And you can see from the shadow casted from the low light of your candle, not the actual form of this thing, but the splash silhouette across the, and you see somebody that did hole up in this area as their flesh just starts to fall off and you start to see a mutation, something pull out of their bodies. You see long extended creeping claws. Now, what do you do in this moment? As you have narrative control. Um, Bunny, seeing this when holding the mausoleum door open with the candle, quickly pulls it shut and screams, run, like run! Everybody, let's go. And we all dart out of there um, as fast as we can. Um, yeah, but uh, oh, around, as we're leaving, mm -hmm. um, there's, you know, like uh, right outside the mausoleum, there are the, um, like the flower um, Urns. holes that you can put into the, mm -hmm. into the, um, graves that are in the ground mm -hmm. and Bunny takes one of them and jams it into the handles between the handle doors of the mausoleum. Um, as you, yeah, as you jam off. it in, you jam it in, you tell everybody to run and just at the last moment, there are these slick, long, pincer-like things just reaching out through the gate that barely miss you. You did not get a good look at it, but you know it is a creature that you do not want to engage with as you all tear away from the cemetery. Unnaturally long limbs as you take off running, as you move, trying to keep your candles from going out as you run. You swear you see something moving in the shadows, but as you look around, you have that eerie feeling of something watching you you only see the towers of statues of angels, crosses, pillars, other mausoleums. You just make your way through the cemetery. You, Jesse, still out in the lead, gun in one hand, club of stick of wood, potential for a torch, possibly something else. In the other, as you move, darting in and out of the light, as you come to the final lit street lamp just at the other end of the cemetery where you can see the silhouetted building of the Miskatonic Museum. But across the street where you know on the other side of that is Mr. Dewey's house. But you stare into darkness. We had a goal here. I think we need to go where we were going. Yep. Everyone together? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Everyone together. Let's go. All right. And as you all take off running, I need one of you to make me a conflict roll for the group. Well, I'll do it. All right. Sammy, you have six dice. Yes. Oh, yeah, baby. 
<laughs> no ones, two successes. Right. That beats our one six. Moving, you can hear and feel that clicking sound, the screeching off in the distance. You can hear gunfire coming from somewhere within the city in the direction of the penitentiary where you just were and lots of it. You can see off in the distance, the glow, something bright and flickering, a massive fire on the horizon from where you just came from but you move forward into the darkness towards an 1800-style house of Mr. Dewey. Looks like a silhouette of a castle with an iron fence. This old structure, it's layered and stacked slate stone and is fairly large. On the left side of the L-shaped layout is a cylindrical tower about 30 to 40 feet high at its peak. The iron filigree around the windows not only brings a sense of gothic foreboding, but may also offer some protection, although they do not seem to be fully barred. The yard looks to be littered with makeshift sharp implements and traps embedded into the ground like nasty, gnarled, rustic claws reaching out towards you. As you get to this gate, you can hear the scraping and skittering sound of something with more than two legs moving in the darkness. We gotta go. We can do this. We've got this. We just have to stick together. Mm -hmm. Careful where you step. Remember your agility. We've done this before. Yeah. Cover the candles and let's go. Sammy, since uh, you haven't rolled in a while, how about you roll for the breed? Oh, sorry. I sorry. just rolled. Yep. yep. We'll I'll do go first. Oh, Trishy. All right. I like that. As Trishy takes a step forward, still a little sticky as the blood has begun to dry. We're at four dice right now. You're at sorry. six dice. Oh. You uh, four are gone. Three are at us, and you've only lost one. So, if I am counting correctly, we, we should have seven seven total because of seven the total seven total. Mm -hmm. Three have been lost. lost to you, and so we have four, right? Uh, no, you won. You won some back. You've only lost one total. Everyone has used their uh, oh. Cards. We also uh, okay. Gotcha. Bunny burned a card and got fail failures back. Um, I have to use a card because that's a, a just one one. So in burning this card, I might have a chance. Um, my first card um, that I'm gonna use is my vice that I'm blunt and seeing Sammy, I think go to go first. Sammy or Trishy grabs Sammy's hand and says, listen, I, I don't mean this in a bad way, but you're the clumsy one. I have to go first on this one. I'm sorry. And then she goes for it because she is rudely blunt. What a time to be a bee. And I will let you know before you roll this single die 
that this is a dire conflict. Mm. That's a three. Go ahead and please snuff out your candle. That was really hard to do. <laughs> I put them way too close to each other. Yeah, That's I have Trish. regrets. Trishy moves in. Being, trying to be careful, but... Okay. Uh... Trish, you have, uh, the world is dark. These things are true. Um, uh, I, I made it through, but at, at the very last obstacle, I got trapped in a bear trap. Sammy. When the bear trap snapped on Trishy's ankle, Sammy ripped the club from Jesse and wedged it in to pry the trap open and pull Trishy out of it. Unfortunately, she dropped her candle. We'll allow it, just so you know that would be multiple truths. Oh, okay. Well, but... you can make it just... No, it's okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay, you put more detriments on yourself. That's, we'll allow yeah. it. Okay, I figured I'd mix it. Trishy, you are freed, but your leg is broken. <laughs> the bone sticking out, protruding from the skin as the bear trap was not sharpened, but was dull, so it did not pierce your flesh, but snapped your bone. Rock. The noise caused by all of that alerted someone in the house. The man, oh, are we done? I believe that is the final, we are. And we are alive. And we are, <laughs> and we are alive. And we are alive. Oh. Every time, Bunny. But hey, that is the truth. That is probably the most important as all five of you are alive. You have six dice in your pool to start with. There are six candles remaining. Well, Trish, are you it's okay? Be, it's gonna be okay. Just here, okay. bite, bite this. And I pull the friendship bracelet out of her pocket and stick it in her mouth for her to bite down on. It's what they always do in the movies. You bite something, right? <laughs> oh, it helps. Like, it helps. Let's let's just think about this here. Okay, we, first aid training. We need to find something to make a splint, right? So we need to get some some wood or something, some sticks or or something, and then we need to tie that on. Here, and I take the sweater that's tied around my neck off and start wrapping it around the club and okay. uh, her leg. Okay. How? close did we get to the door before this happened? You were at the door. You were standing on the porch of this door with this big gothic door, iron barred wooden door, or iron banded wooden door. I'm going to try the door. Okay. You knock? Uh, I'm trying to open the door. There's oh, try to open it? Okay. Yeah. Got it. 
Um, and as you reach for the door, as Sammy, you are trying to make shift a splint that you may have seen at some point during first aid yeah. training. While at Didn't camp, pay that much were, attention. Yeah, weren't really paying attention. You got distracted by a pretty butterfly floating around. Yeah. Rocky reach for the door and the door swings open almost at the same time as you reach for the handle and an unearthly being towers over you. For a brief second, you panic as you are pulled into the house by this thing before you realize it is a man in an yeah. old heavy canvas military coat and unnerving gas mask with wide eyes and a dissented jawline that ends at a flat, large faceplate with a gridded circle in the center. You see the man set down a shotgun and remove his mask. He is thin, well into his 50s, maybe early 60s, salt and pepper hair, sunken in and beady uh, eyes. It's hard to tell if it's a sinister or auspicious look behind them, but you recognize Mr. Dewey. Uh, as I'm scrambling back away from this shock, I will call him, Mr. Dewey, Mr. Dewey, you, um, help, 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 please, please. Everybody come inside, come inside. Oh. Mr. Dewey, come on, Trisha, and, come on. And he'll, he'll walk over and actually pick you up uh, to help you inside, Trishy. Trishy, and then make sure everybody's inside looks, like holds you halfway through the, the doorway, looks, and then closes the door. Ah, oh, kid, what are you doing? What are you doing? You put a bear trap in your front yard. There's, whatever they are, there's monsters out there. I'm, I'm sorry you got hurt. I'll, let, me, let me see if I can find something for you. Are, are you okay? Obviously, you're not okay. <sighs> Her bone is sticking out. I know, I know, I know. It's called compound fracture. It's okay. Um, I'll try and help. It's gonna hurt. You see, it bring, brings Trishy over to a table. There's stuff all on it, kind of paper strewn about. Not even caring, he sets Trishy down. And the inside of the house. Are you are you a medical professional? Because you really don't. I mean, Jesse, just let him do this. He's a teacher. He knows things. And he kind of gives you both like a knowing look. You can tell he doesn't, he's not a trained medical professional, but. He might know some things. But as you look inside, you're now standing inside this house. It looks more like a disheveled library. Books are open haphazardly on every table, chair, shelves. There's not an area of wall space unoccupied, newsprint cutouts from around the world, pictures, maps, book pages, torn string wrapped around every push pin, creating an intricate weave of colored webs. They are broken down into separate theories, including old esoteric occults, government conspiracies, religious practices, alien invasions, parallel universe theories, you name it, you could probably find a conspiracy theory board on it here. And as you go, the lights flicker. <gasps> Mr. Dewey, what's happening here? Um. I'm not sure, but I think I've got it figured out. I need to focus on your friend for right now. Can you watch? I need you to go upstairs into uh, the bathroom. It's on the left. You can find, I need um, uh, hydro, uh, the peroxide. I need you to find um, 
some gauze that's up there and some alcohol. Now I need you to look at me, okay? Look at me. This is going to hurt. I'm so sorry. Okay. And Trishy, I need you to make a conflict roll. Oh no. You're lying to me right now. It's the same exact thing. I have oh nothing but a one. Right. Um, I'm gonna have to use my virtue, resourceful. Um, I think in this moment, she thinks it, it'd be better for her to be not awake for this. So she quickly holds her breath, lets it out, and then slow breathes and makes her pa- herself pass out. Okay. Go ahead and destroy that card and then we roll that one. I'm gonna scream. Hey, at least that's a six. Hey. And that is a success and it is painful. And you're not sure if you pass out from making yourself pass out from being resourceful or you pass out from the pain as the bone is reset into place. And please narrate your success. I think as the darkness is overtaking her, she feels her the presence of her twin next to her by her side. But in that last moment, she kind of locks eyes with Bunny and repeats the mantra we have to be cheerful and as she passes out she wakes back up sometime having passed and her leg is in a splint and it's functional she's gonna have a hard time walking but she can at least stand and who goes upstairs to get the supplies i'm gonna i'll do it yeah Jesse, come on. Why don't the two of us go together, okay? All right. Yeah. All right, Rock and Jesse, you make your way up the stairs, heading towards the bathroom. Given directions by Mr. Dewey. And as you make your way up, it's pretty easy to find. It's exactly where Mr. Dewey said it was. And as you get the- Is there anything else in the cabinet that's useful? Go ahead and make that conflict roll. Let's find out. <laughs> the magic question. One and one. Oh. Uh, one and one. I um, yeah. I'll give. I'll go ahead and burn my vice. Why not? Right. Let's let's do this. I'm power hungry. I want to make sure that I have what I need to survive this and be in charge because I know what I'm doing. And obviously no one else was paying attention in classes where we were learning first aid and orienteering and and riflery. And so I have been paying attention. So clearly I should be in charge and I know that we're going to need supplies. So I have no more lit candles in front of me. So we're going to just (laughs) torch it. All right. And with that, go ahead and re-roll those two ones. It was just one one. Oh, oh, one one, sorry. And it is now neutral, so it's one success. And with that. Please tell us what else you find. In this uh, a bunch of different uh, first aid supplies. 
but also some weird like occult goodies <laughs> um there are uh a few different vials of strange substances that i'm not familiar with um there are some runes carved into stones um and uh there are a few different metals that i've never seen before woven into different types of bands almost circular bands in the cabinet i will say you find something else as well okay you've noticed a couple of things um you notice that there are feminine products here there is mm -hmm. uh, a, a woman that at least once lived here and something that kind of gives you a hint at her age, at least what it once was. So there's a book tucked away for reading in the bathroom. What is the book? It is a babysitter's club book. I take it because that's my favorite series. And at home, I've started my own version of the Babysitter's Club because I want to make some money. I'm going to start saving for college. And also, it's part of how I paid to go to camp because um, I just want to be just like Christy Thomas when I grew up. I'm going to be president, too. And my, like, that's why I was the president of the bunk. Um, so I love those books. <laughs> I think Rock is standing in the doorway holding the three things that we were told to get while you just continue to turn this bathroom over. And as you <laughs> like say all of this, I'm like, okay. All right. Have you read think... all of the Baby Search Club's books? There's like 153 of them, I think. That might, that might not be the right number, but there's also like the side books. They're really good. Uh, oh, I haven't, but um, I'll see what I can. Oh, I have, I have lived my moment, correct? Uh, you have, you have the book for your moment. Yes. For and my so moment. You have uh earned your hope die to use in all of your personal roles and well oh continue oh well i don't think mr dewey is gonna mind if you borrow it but let's let's get the rest of this stuff downstairs whatever it is that you found yeah we should go help we should go help trishy yeah and on your way down the stairs you hear the whimper of Trishy as you Was, hear. Oh, um, can I add that there were some um, pain meds in the cabinet? Absolutely. Of course. Trishy. Bless you, Jesse. <laughs> You're welcome. There's going to be enough suffering <laughs> to go yeah. around. Yeah. You don't need to do with leg pain, too. Yeah, you hear the whimper of Trishy as she passes out, and you hear the setting of bone into flesh. And the sadness of Sammy and I leave the hygiene products because they could be Mr. Dewey's and I don't want to you never want to leave someone without tampons <laughs> it's just it's not something you ever do fair fair absolutely and as you come down uh takes the supplies and uses some of them to dress the wound clean it up before cinching it up and uh making this this splint that will be usable and in this moment, you see Mr. Dewey's eyes kind of fall to the book. You have kind of just clutched in your hands, looking at it, because, ah, you found Rachel's book. Rachel? My daughter. She's um, 
Uh, second, it would have been, this would, yeah, she should, should have come home from college, but everything went dark. I haven't heard from her. Mr. Dewey, what's happening? I wish I could tell you, child, but I have, I think I know where to look. Um, you'll be safe here, okay? I'll take care of you. Where did you come from? Why are you wandering the darkness? We're, we're not wandering. We came to find you. We came to find the uh, uh, answers, a thing to do, something to help. Figured if anybody knew you did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Old rumors of me being a, a cultist or whatever, right? No, also, you, I was wondering if you had standing. any of the candy bars. <laughs> well, it's still too early, but it's worth, it's, you know, Costco runs out sometimes, so it's yeah. worth getting them in advance. And you yeah. watch as he walks over to a cabinet, opens it, and pulls out a plastic cauldron. He sets down, and inside are full-size candy bars. Not the fun size, the full-size. <gasps> And Sammy will scarf one like it's the first <laughs> non-beans food she's had in weeks. And he puts his hand over the, the the rest of the bucket and goes, take one each, but don't fill yourself on this. It'll upset your stomach, okay? All right? Also, we have to ration things now. So and he lets it's everybody so good. have some small reprieve of candy as I'm gonna save mine for later. I'm gonna do the same. I'll put it into a. I am also going to do the same, but thank, like, like thank you, Mr. Dewey. Thank you for just being home. <laughs> uh, Sammy offers Trishy a bite of her Snickers. Am I awake? Yeah, Trishy, you can you can be awake now. Some time has passed. <sighs> Your leg is splinted. It still hurts, but you were given pain meds to help ease the pain. But you you now will be moving very slowly, and you cannot run, Trishy. Thank you, um, Jesse. Thank you, Sammy. And she eats. But you're feeling better. I thought I could. Are you okay? I'm sorry. No. Hey, no, no, it's gonna be okay. We we got to Mr. Dewey, oh. and he's gonna know what's going on, and and he's gonna figure it out, and everything's gonna be okay. I would offer more, but there's a lot of supplies running short out there. Well, and that's why you said you had an idea where to go, where to look. Yeah, um, and then it's at that moment that. The lights outside jump on like spotlights in the yard. You hear a trap go off outside as a shriek cries out. (laughs) Mr. Dewey tells you, get down, don't move. The lights typically scare them off. Shh, be quiet, be quiet. As you wait, See the lights overhead flicker a few times, but 
stay on and stay stable. Is there a window? There is a window. You go to look in out the window. And yeah, as I you, think, uh, yeah, I crawl over and I want to like peek out the window. And as you peek out, the lights go out and everything goes dark, including th those in there and everything is pitch black. Behind that, you hear a cacophony of unsettling noises from the creatures, from them, surrounding the house. You watch as Mr. Dewey puts on his mask and grabs his shotgun. He looks at you with determination in his eyes. In the basement, there's one last can of gasoline. The genie is down there. Go now. Okay, okay, okay. I grab Trishy and make for the stairs. I make sure that Jesse is with us and and look at Rock and in the dark. Be like, let's do this. We got this. Or she okay, is okay. very determined. Jesse is also accompanying. So Jesse is helping Trishy at this moment to go down. What you see is an old wood staircase that leads down into the basement. An empty void of sound and light. The stairs have no backing, and the thought of something grabbing at your ankle from below creeps into your minds. Um, and I, on and actually, as you as you look up, you actually cannot see where Jesse is. As the lights went out, you you do not see Jesse. As you look back and realize that Jesse's not with you, as the four of you have descended into the basement. Jesse, Jesse, where's Jesse? I feel around for the gallon of gas he mentioned, sniffing as I go, trying to find it by feel and scent. And you should do me a favor and make me a conflict roll. Okay, six. You're at six dice. As you're descending these stairs, they creak and moan with every step, calling out to whatever could be down here waiting for you on your way to greet them. A dark cement hallway leads to an open, unfinished basement. And as you enter, you hear gunshots ring out from above. As, shot, as two shotgun blasts go off. What did you roll? One, one. Would you like to burn away a card? I would. Um, as everything seems to be at its darkest and its worst, uh, Sammy grits her teeth and turns to Trishy and smiles and optimistically says, it's all going to be okay. We can do this because we're together, right? She has her hand over her mouth trying not to scream. Go ahead and roll that die. That's a five. That is a failure. Go ahead. An unsuccess in your conflict. Go ahead and... I don't know how I'm going to do this. Lots of spit. Wait a wow. minute, wait a minute. Oh, oh. <laughs> Turns out she's the resourceful one. <laughs> the world is dark and these things are true and before we get into the truths jesse 
the lights went out. I'm unsure if you heard what transpired. I heard. Perfect. So everybody went down into the basement. Jesse stayed up with Mr. Dewey. There was gunshots that they heard from downstairs. Let's find out what is true in this world other than darkness. And Sammy, since you failed the conflict, the world is dark and these things are true. What is your truth? I kicked the gas tank, knocking it over. So half the gas poured out, but it was found. Okay. Mr. Dewey is dead. We will explain more as we get in further. Rock. We were able to find another candle in order to keep the dark at bay. Funny, you actually get to tell the truth this time. Well, mm -hmm. three, four, oh. wait, um, hold on. three, four, five. Nope. I was kidding. Really? Yeah. Yep. And we and are alive. alive. Yep. Okay. Here we are. You now hold in your hand a half empty canister of gas. The smell of gasoline permeates your nostrils as it fills the basement down here. You're unsure as to where the Ginny might be. You have a new candle in your hand that you found, but the thought of lighting a candle in the dark filled with gas fumes does not seem like the brightest idea, but it may be your only hope as then you hear those gunshots ring out again. You hear the crash of windows from above and something hard slunk up against a wall as there is a struggle. You hear the screams of Jesse that was left and you upstairs. hear the smaller sound of a gun or two jesse yes don't want to describe the scene just yet what you see but you see mr dewey fire out into the darkness what would jesse do in that moment join him in that all right then you hear multiple gunshots from below, the sound of a shotgun and a smaller caliber handgun. We need you to make a dire conflict roll. Two successes, one failure. All I oh. have left is my brink, and I, I'm, I'm not ready to. Did you get to, to use your there. hope die? Uh, that that's included. Okay. It didn't. It didn't roll. Oh. Uh, we did not roll any sixes, so you gain and maintain narrative control. Uh, 
we fire off into the distance and I go to grab uh, more bullets from where Mr. Dewey said that there were more bullets um, as he continues to try and hold whatever is encroaching at bay. Um, I beg him to tell me what he knows about them. Anything you might you might know, anything, anything that could help us, where they come from, what they're doing, why they're here, anything we can do to stop them. You, you said see, you thought you knew. What do you think you know? With the gunshots, you are able to stave off this creature, whether it is dead or alive, you are unsure, but you are alone in this darkness. In the small motes of light that are very faint, you can see his form pinned up against the wall a few feet up with a large, dark, glossy, black and gray striped, massive insectoid metatarsus lodged in his chest. His long chitinous spear with three barbs protruding right before the joint broken off and dripping bright before yellow viscous goop. And in his last words, he does not say your name. He says, Rachel, go to the museum. I run up and I take his gun. I say, we will. And I run downstairs and I start knocking on the door. The rest of you, you hear that those gunshots and movement from up above. What do you do? I think Trishy is, while she was scared and Sammy dropped the gasoline, has started to like crawl up the staircase to the door slowly because of her leg and she wants to move quietly. So she's, she was going to pull herself up the steps. And when the knocking happens, I think she just automatically opens the door, hoping it was Jesse. Light's still dark. The light. There is no candle lit down here. It is only darkness. The club. You still have the light? No, no. Who had the club? Um, no, the club got wedged into the bear trap. It yeah. did. Yeah. The club is gone. Oh. Okay. So we have a couple of matches, a couple of candles, the mess kit, the. Is there anything else got. down here in the basement like um, that could be used as a base for a, for a torch, even if it's like a metal rod or something that we can wrap some like clothes around and dip it in the gas? There's stuff upstairs too. There's there's the frag there are the fragments of the dresser, or the, the 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 furniture. The fr where's Mr. Dewey? You hear footsteps, but they are odd, and there is they're not a strange like pattern. Bugs. They're like giant bugs. We like need to make bugs. light right now. We have to go to the museum. I think Rachel's at the museum. We set or, the, or set the gasoline the on fire. Yeah, we can set the house on fire. It's a, okay. it's a cellar, right? Right, so there's gotta be a way out from here. There's always a cellar door. I'm gonna start looking around to see if there's some other way. Stay at the top okay. of the stairs until we find something. If we have to go out that way, and I'm gonna start looking. I need you to make a conflict roll. 
as it is pitch black. Brett. Feel around. You are currently at four dice. That's that's nothing. Go ahead and snuff out your candle. The world is dark. And these things are true. Rock, on your failure, you speak the first truth. There is an exit from the cellar other than going up the stairs. And Bunny, the you cellar. speak <laughs> the truth. The cellar. Oh, God, I keep talking over you. I'm sorry. No, 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 go. The cellar door exit is directly across the street from the museum like courtyard. Okay. And the final truth. And we and are, we are alive. alive. You make your way out of the cellar into darkness as you look below. Bunny, give me the matches. Have the matches. I'm gonna set the basement on fire as and be the last one out. All right. Well, like I'm... cause a distraction at least. I've always wanted to do this. And we need a conflict okay. roll. And and this will be a dire conflict roll. No. As you can hear, as you move down to to try and strike the match, the first strike does not go off. As you try to do it, you can hear something moving down the stairs as it moves up against the door you have closed, scraping and scratching and clawing at it. You can feel something that reverb through your body as you feel your entire skin crawl. Two sixes, no ones. We have three sixes. Fuck! So you are successful, but we have narrative control. You can snuff out a candle and remain in control if you so wish. That a choice is yours and yours alone. I'm going to keep the candle. All right. You are successful. You light the basement on fire. But in lighting on fire, you have the hope of at least the light pushing back this creature. But you lose all of the work, Mr. Dewey, had been researching into. And you get the fire going as the door flies open and you do not see much of this creature, but you do see it is large, elongated limbs, but multiple limbs that extend out from each other that wrap around the door 
more times than it should. And as the fire goes up, you hear that shrill and that shriek as it scurries back up, moving unnaturally so as it disappears into the darkness up above as you turn and run, fleeing out of the cellar as the flames take hold. You come to looking over the courtyard of this museum, probably one of the newest buildings in town. And you can see it is silhouetted not only from the building that you are behind that is beginning to alight, but the entire horizon behind it is a glow as the city burns. There is a vehicle that's moving down the street. You can see that it has occupants on it. It looks to be possibly another military cargo vehicle. As it then, there's a creature that scurries out trying to get it back into the darkness and crashes into this uh, vehicle. Pickup truck. Do you see that there are people that could be taken by these creatures? But you also see the museum. What do you do? We have to go to the museum. I want to help the people. But I know you want to help the people. You guys told me not to help that person before, and you were right. I don't. We can't help everybody by going and trying to do it individually. We can only help everybody by finding an answer to what's going on, and we have to go to the museum to do that, right? You're right. And, and, yes. And those are those are people who can defend themselves. Yes. Museum. Let's go. Let's go. Are they? They didn't just defend themselves just then. They've got more stuff than we do. We have a chance okay. to stop this. We have to take the chance to stop it. It's going to be okay. okay. We're going right. to find the answer. We have a plan. We're going to go with the plan. I just need to keep telling myself we're going to go with the plan. We can right. do it. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. We have a plan. Amongst, amongst the screams and cries you hear coming from this pickup truck, <laughs> there is... A, sh a rifle shot that rings out and a scream and rock of that voice is familiar you recognize that voice yeah. rock stops as they're moving towards the museum and listens and you look over Which family member do you see holding the rifle, aiming at them? It's Ralph. It's the oldest brother. That's that's how that's how he paid for college. I put my hand in my pocket and I reach for the broken piece of a Swiss Army knife knockoff that I have. Uh, Ralph, come on, Ralph, Rock, Ralph. It's Rock. We have to go. Yeah, Rock. We have to go. That's, no, that's my. That's my brother. Rock. No. We have to go. We can't help him. We have nothing to help him with. He's got a gun. Come on, let's go. It's the only Another. one that would help me. Another gunshot rings out. It's hard to tell. If Ralph can hear you, but you hear someone. There's someone else over there. Get Ralph? to the museum. I'm going to try to go towards my brother. All right. I'm going to try and grab Rock. Same. 
Rock, we uh, can't. We can't go. We have to go to the museum. I need Rock in this moment to make the conflict roll. I'm gonna, I'm gonna burn my virtue because I just got two ones. I need to roll that again. Um, what is your virtue and how are you using it? My virtue is persistent. And I think in this moment, uh, she was persistent in the pursuit of an answer. But what's the point of an answer if you don't have your family to share it with? And now, now she, she has a new thing that she needs to do and she has to go help her brother. That's, that's a nothing. All right. If someone would please snuff out a candle. I'll do it because uh, I have two. All right. These things are true. The world is dark. There are three candles left. Rock, please give us a truth. I'm pulled away before I see what happens to, to Ralph. And the final truth. We are alive. And we are alive. In the last moments, you, there's a recognition as Rock sees you being pulled away. And you see confusion washed over his face, but then just an inspiration of hope. Like, she's alive. And then you watch as the front of his face is ripped off, staring at you as he collapses to the ground, still firing the rifle in the final moments of his life. But you were noticed. Sorry, Rock. We gotta get inside. Come on. Come on. Let's run. And Sammy will kind of pull Rock towards the museum. I'll just dully follow. All right. Probably one of the newest buildings in this town was rebuilt from its smaller building into an angular geometric monstrosity that many believe to be an eyesore about a year ago in the darkness of the eternal night. Its towers over you like a colossal mechanical arachnid of glass and steel. I don't, how, how do we get in? 
Are there windows? You can see the front area. Um, it, there's a lot of the glass entranceway is shattered and broken. It would be very easy just to wander inside, but that also means that it'd be very easy for anything else to wander inside as well. Can we tell what it's shattered from? Um, is the glass on the inside or the outside? The glass is shattered Ooh, both. It's, it's hard to mean. tell. <laughs> it's just it is, mean. <laughs> it is hard to tell if things, it is obvious that things have bursted in and things have bursted out. You cannot tell of which came first or as to why. These things could be in there. Well, they're definitely out here. So well, is there another entrance? Our answers are in there. We have to go in. And it's better than standing out here. Let's go. And I grab Trishy and move into the building. I wonder if there's a wheelchair for Trishy at the museum. That's a good idea. That would be great. It probably is. It's tough to get around in here. and We've got to move. And Trishy just squeezes Sammy's hand super tight. And without making any rolls, you are able to find um, a wheelchair. It does have a squeaky wheel, though. That's okay. Give me, give me one of those um, bottles you came down with. We can lubricate the wheel You're with not it. Here, and I take out one of my lip smackers. I didn't. Really oh, like that's even better. Anyway, okay. And I'm going to grease the wheel with the pina colada lip smacker. Okay. <laughs> the best use of a chapstick ever. Yeah, you're going to make your roll for it. That's brilliant. I love it. Save <laughs> the tube. You never know what we'll need it for later. Yeah. But as you enter, this museum is devoid of light, just like everywhere else. In the center of the room is a massive beast of a creature, teeth bearing down towards you as if it is hunting you. you all is have that not the T-Rex had, skeleton? You all have not had the pleasure of seeing the new dinosaur installment <laughs> in the building yet. Oh, oh, candles. I hate this place already. Did it oh. just move? Or are the shadows in your mind playing tricks on you as adrenaline is pumping through your body? We, we can't. We should light our candles. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the matches. There's one left. Okay. We had two, right? You had two. You we, had two match we had two matches. We yep. lit one. Okay. Yeah, I will. Lit. So there's one left. You're handing it to me to do it? Yeah. All right. Bunny, I need you to okay. make a conflict roll. To see if this final match lights. I'm so anxious. Well, I have two ones. Oh, and, a two. and so I will burn my vice, which is that I am short tempered. And um, as I grab the match, I'm still reeling from what happened outside. And I grab it out of Sammy's hand 
and I know that I'm her mentor, but I snap. You shouldn't be holding this anyway, and you shouldn't be making all of the decisions. We should have gone and saved Ralph. We should have gone back for those people, and now they're dead because of you. You shouldn't be making these decisions. You're just a little child. And I grab the match, and I will attempt to relight this candle. And there are no ones, but it's two fives, so no success. All right. If you would please go ahead and snuff out your final candle. The world is dark. These things are and true. And we are alive. We are alive. are alive. Two candles left. And as you go to light, this match keeps not catching. And as you do, you tear the head off as it falls into the grass and you lose it. You can hear the sound moving up when suddenly there is a flash of light in your eyes from inside one of the exhibits. As you hear, I hear him, somebody. Hello? Go towards it, go towards it. Who? Uncle. Bunny? Is that you? And you see Mike. Yeah. And you see Mike coming around holding a flashlight, a security guard's flashlight, wearing Legionnaire's armor and carrying a greatsword. Like, oh my God, I mean, you didn't tell us like, your boyfriend was- my knight in shining armor. You didn't tell us he was working at Medieval Times? Oh my God, he's yeah, so I cute. I just broke the match that I knew this is so bad. <laughs> <laughs> to light my hope, my hope card. <laughs> I pulled one out in the dark, hold on. And as he just comes up and just kisses you, I thought you were dead. Ew. I thought I thought I'd lost you forever. What? How? How are you? Mike, I just had to see you, and I if I saw you again, like everything would be perfect again. What? Why do you have a sword? It's all I could find in this place. I broke another one. It's it's been foretold. <laughs> yeah. And so I get my hope dice. Yep. Yes, you do. They're everywhere in here. Be careful. They're everywhere out there. Do you know where um Rachel is? Who who? I, I don't Rachel. Rachel Dewey's daughter. I don't, I don't know who. No, sorry, I don't. I don't. He said that 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 we had to come to the museum. That, that there was help here. Is there anything here? What do you, what have you found? What do you know? There's this like, I don't know. There's it's weird. Something coming from from down, down near the, the world history exhibit, which is downstairs. It's, 
they're coming from there? I, I, something is. There's like this weird, like, pulsing. I don't know. I, I can't explain it. And you can feel that now that you're in this museum, that hum in your chest, that piercing static in the back of your mind is more than ever present. It is almost deafening. You can feel like your skin is crawling. It doesn't feel right. I don't like this place. Run, run, downstairs. We've got to go. No, 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 no. The person in the, the sarcophagus. That bunny and I saw there it came out of him. So we go downstairs where where the my answer skin, is, right? My skin, I can feel it. Hey, hey, look at me, okay? They're us. It's not us. It's okay. It's gonna be okay. We're gonna see mom. We're gonna see mom and dad again. It's gonna be okay. Sammy, I'm sorry I snapped at you. And you're right. You are going to see your parents again. I just want my mom. One more cheer. We can do this. What did we say? Yes, we can. Yes. We can yes, do this. Can. That's the plan. Yes, we can, because that's the plan. I want to look back out the window. Do I see anything left of where the attack was. You look back. You just see forms and shapes crawling and all over the truck. And you see your brother lying there. But there's no form to it. It's almost like an empty bag of flesh. And you'll, you'll hear me whisper quietly, they become us? Yeah, that's, that's, that's the plan. That's the plan. Where are we going? Stairs. You make your way down the stairs. Mike taking lead with the flashlight. Candles burning. No. No candles burning. The last match went out. Clinging as close as you can as you all take steps down towards this pulsing pull that you can feel inside of you. With every step, your skin shifts ever so slightly. Why are we going here? Where else do we go? and find some place safe. This doesn't feel safe. I don't think any place is safe anymore. Mr. Dewey told us to come here. Like, we need to listen. You guys were the we're, ones who said he was the yeah. one who had the answers. We're here, he but they, 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 Mike, Mike's saying there aren't any answers here. So he maybe- to come here. Maybe Mike just you doesn't know that. what to look for. I. I don't, I, what's what's featured in the world history exhibit? 
Oh, there's many things featured in the World History Exhibit. And if you ask Mike, he tells you that he hasn't ventured further into it because of the same reasons you are trepidatious about doing so. That feeling of your skin crawling, something underneath it just intensifies with every step. And he knows that there is a pulsing energy from that area. But as you stand at the precipice of the old world history, does not feel like it is in this room, but possibly beneath it. A remnant of the old museum. I take out... I, I, I'm going to get as close as I can get without it being too unsettling. I'm going to reach into my bag and I'm going to take out the arcane stuff that I found and see if anything is reacting. I don't know what I'm playing with, but maybe there's some defense here. It's the best idea we've got. You pull it out, and as you hold it and takes steps closer, as you descend, the employee stares spiraling down into what seems to be an endless abyss. You can hear them almost everywhere around you as they're clicking echoes down this chamber as you hold out the stone carved with a strange symbol. I need you to make me a conflict roll, please. And this is that going is... to be a dire roll. This will be a dire roll. Okay, that was a failure. So I am going to, I'm gonna go ahead and hit my brink. All right. Um, Bunny is reckless. Bunny came here selfishly. The only thing she cares about is herself. She's not going to take care of us. You shouldn't trust her. Um. She'll get all of us killed. You should not trust her. You should trust me. Um, my brink was, I've seen you sabotage the vote for bunk leader. Oh, wow. <laughs> so good. Uh, again, it does not destroy the card. Please make the roll before. Oh, sorry. Because you can keep using your brink if you are successful. Do destroy my, I lose my hope die though, right? If it's a failure. If it's a failure, you lose your hope die. Uh, one success, one failure. Okay, that All is right. a success. You're down to one. One die. As Mike turns, what? what what's she talking about? That, that's nonsense. And we rolled one six, and that is a tie, and tie goes to you. Which means you have narrative control. As you come to a singular door where the pulsating is louder, but that stone in your hand is glowing, what is it? What happens? The door is locked. But the second I hold the stone up to it, 
it unlocks and clicks and swings open into a room. Inside the room is a large floating shifting mass. It's hard to conceptualize the way that it breaks into fractals and twists and turns. And below it is a circle of other runes. Um, there are a collection of similar stones all around the edges, all glowing. And there's one missing. And as the door opens and you see this, it doesn't sit inside a room of the museum. It looks to be almost like an abandoned military bunker. But there are these old runes, this amorphous form of something your mind cannot wrap around. The tech here looks state of the art. What in the world would they be doing to, to are they preparing for an apocalypse? A nuclear war with the Soviet Union? Or something even darker and more esoteric that Dewey was thinking that was the truth? it wasn't covered in the viscous web of necro sludge, you could possibly find the answers. That is when you hear that horrendous sound. A sound that shakes you all to your core. An unearthly blood curdling deep screech that rattles inside of your core. And that is when Mike's flashlight goes out. And Bunny, need you to make a dire conflict roll as you are all huddled together waiting for Jesse to reemerge from the depths of the unknown. Hey. You have one dice, one die. I have my hope die though. You do you have, do your, have hope your hope die. die. You absolutely have your hope okay. Unfortunately, I rolled ones on both of them. And so um, I'm going to have to use my brink or we are in big trouble. Um, when the flashlight goes out, I pull the door Wait, it, wait, the the sound was coming from inside the room or outside of the room. It seemed to emanate the the large screech, the deep curdling screech came from inside the room, but it more so came from inside you. Also, that feeling that you've had that's not really audible, but something you can feel, it definitely seemed to increase once the door was opened. But Okay. Um, when the flashlight goes out and we hear the sound, I pull the door shut. <laughs> I told you all. I told you all. She's the monster. This isn't true. Bunny, what are you doing? And I shut the door. She's a monster. Don't you hear it? Okay. <laughs> Go ahead and re-roll. You do not destroy that card because you may get to use it again. 
Um, then we'll, I'll let the results happen. I rolled a one and a two. That is a failure. You also lose your hope die. Yep. And as you close the door, locking Jesse inside, you turn as Mike pulls himself against you protectively as you hear the sounds of them all around you. The entranceway is becoming blocked off. I... You feel Mike's form begin to shift. And there's another that seems to be stumbling from the shadows. A female that looks towards the twins. Trishy? Sammy? Mommy? No. Mommy. Mommy? No. Mommy, this is you! Mommy! And I run to my mother. I, uh, I was wondering, um, my hope is when I find answers, we are the monsters. After Bunny closes the door on Jess, she realizes it. And it doesn't necessarily fill her with hope for Bunny, but hope for Jessie, because she was right. Bunny was a monster, and she's going to turn into one. I need to help Jesse, and I run away from my mother. Okay. If you would please snuff out a candle so that there is only one remaining, please. You want to do yours? Or you want me to do mine? I'll do mine. Okay. Bunny, the dire threat that you failed is the warm embrace that you felt from Mike begins to slowly feel uncomfortable as you hold his arms around you and then all of a sudden his skin just becomes loose and slops off you look down and it is his form has become degloved in your own blood pours down you can see the bone and sinew that should be there is slick and gray and black, striped, metatarsal and insectoid. You cannot make out the details in the darkness, but even in the final embrace, as you feel multiple of his limbs pierce your chest, you hear that reverb, you feel that reverb. And you just know, my bunny. And you are gone. Rock, you notice this as Trishy runs down the stairs and Sammy towards her mother. But we're going to get to them first. Trishy heading towards the door. Sammy heading towards her mother. 
And then a form behind you now piercing through Bunny. But Trishy, as you get to the door, your hope emboldened inside of you. There is one final truth that the four of you must say. Although the world is dark, we, we are, are alive. alive. You have entered the last stand. I, I first start banging on the door. Jesse, you have to let me in, please. Please open the door. She's Inside, Jesse is hypnotized by this swirling form and feeling this pull toward the circle. And as Sammy reaches to her mother, there's that warm embrace of her hug against you as her arms go around you. And then there's second pair of arms and third and fourth and fifth. Sammy, we need you to make a dire conflict roll. You do have your hope die as for yeah, a no, moment. That's true, yeah. You got to hug your my, mother. I found hope in the arms of my mother. Mm-hmm. Oh. The many one and many the hope arms die. of mm-hmm. your mother. A six and a three. Six was on the hope die, if that matters. All right, and in that success, you pull away as your mother skin flops off of her as you back and stumble and trip down the stairs. Cause she is not mom. Sammy. It's not mom. Hey, Sammy, Sammy, come on, come on, come on. Trishy needs your help. Um, Trishy is trying to pull open the door, wedge it open. She pulls not open. her splint. You're pulling and Rock, as you gather Sammy and make your way, you get to the door and as soon as Rock gets to the door, the door opens. I immediately jump in. I stumble in. And as you all fall in and stumble in, you look up at this mass. You can see Jesse also floating a foot or two off the ground, just mesmerized by this amorphous form in this room, this bunker covered in esoteric arcane runes that have a pulsing glow to them all covered in some type of necro sludge. Jesse? Jesse, what are you doing? Amazing. Jesse, how are you flying? They know so much. And Rock, you can see. They're so strong. You can see that pulsing rock, how fitting, in her hand and the missing stone at the base of it. They're promising me so much for finishing it for them. I try to run forward and grab that stone from her to put it in the spot where one's missing. Uh, don't As, use air. 
as they do that, I'm going to stay in the doorway and turn around and look for my brother. Rock, you turn away. And Sammy, we need you to make a dire roll with only one die. Lobster. That's a one and a two. So I can burn my vice to re-roll the one, right? You can. My vice is that I'm selfish. Jesse's already gone. There's no hope for Jesse. Whatever this is has her. I'm not going to die here. I'm going to get this done because I'm not going to die. No matter what happens to everybody else. Reroll the one. That's a four. And in that moment, Rock, you look out and you see a strange mass of limbs, both insectoid and humanoid, all combined into one. The entire form itself. As it moves, it creates this reverb that you can feel in your heart. And clutching in one of its many limbs, you see a candy bar. And I pull out the, the knockoff knife and I set it down in front of me. Ralph, is that you? It's Robin. Hi. It's you, right? Right? It's you. You you always saw me, right? You see a little bit of the flesh slumped down. And it is not Ralph. It is someone's form that is about your age. As you see the flesh of Bunny slop to the floor. And Sammy, as you go to pull this stone away from Jesse, you're all there. You all see the truth. Your light is extinguished. If only you could have survived. If only you knew, but you, just like Jesse, now hand in hand with Trishy, Rock turned away from you all, all look into this amorphic form. As Jesse said, so much knowledge, so much truth they are offering you as you feel your skin begin to 
itch and move. And you don't feel comfortable in it. You know what you should do and you know what you really are, what everyone really is. We're all just them. As darkness takes you all. Our story comes to a close as there's nothing left for Rock. As Rock is taken, her friends all around her now descend upon her. But in your final moments, you're still together. At least that's something in the darkness. And that is our story for 10 Candles on this Halloween. We leave you. The final recordings left behind wherever you made them. Like, hello? Oh God. Like, I hope this Walkman is working. They're rounding us up. We're leaving camp. And like, I just don't know what I'm going to do, you know? I've always been the one to cheer people on, so I just need to like, you know, remember my cheer coach's words. Stay determined. Stay focused. You can do this, bunny. Like, okay. Here we go. One last cheer for everyone. We can do this. Yes, we can. We can do this. That's the plan. Go team. Dear mom and dad. Well, it's been a weird summer and um, I don't even know if this will get to you because I don't know what's happening with the postal service. Um, but hopefully you get this. Um, things got bad here. They, uh, there's something going on, but I am going to find out what it is and I'm going to find a way to get everyone out of here and get everyone safe and, and come home. Uh, it's going to be great. You're going to be really, really proud of me. Um, and then maybe next year I can get a dog because I will have shown you that I'm super responsible. Um, I hope work isn't too hard. Um, I hope that everybody's okay. I miss you. And I hope I make you proud. Because I'm not scared. I'm gonna get us through this. I'm gonna get us through this and then things are gonna get better. I love you both so much. I love you both so much and I will see you soon. Love, Jesse. Just in case, I just wanted to leave you a message, Mommy. I hope you get it. 
Me and Trisha are gonna go do something. We're gonna we're gonna go find you. But don't worry, cause cause Bunny's with us. Bunny's here, and Rock's here, and Jesse's here. And we can we can do this. I know we can. You just stay put, cause we're gonna come find you. And when we find you, we're all gonna go someplace safe. And and everything's gonna get back to normal. And the world's gonna be okay. Alright? So don't worry, Mom. Everything's gonna be okay. I promise. I promise. Just in case. I just wanted to leave you. Hey, Mom. Hey, Dad. You know, this would be a lot easier if you had called. At least once. You know, just once. The whole time. But it's not, and you didn't, and so I understand. And I just want you to know I don't blame you. It was a lot, and I wasn't anything to pay attention to. I do love you, though. And I... I know you love me. I do, I know. It would have been nice to hear it, though. Tell the others I don't blame them either. Tell Ralph thanks for always trying to pay attention to me, even though he's not home much anymore. Tell Ronnie and Reese thanks for always making sure that their hand-me-downs were in good shape. And tell Riley, I'll tell Riley I forgive him too. And you know what? It's fine if you don't hear this. It's fine, because it's not like I'm saying anything important. That's just me rambling a little. Maybe that's why you don't call. If I actually had anything interesting to say, maybe you'd call more. But maybe this this is something you'll listen to. So I love you. Hey everyone. My name is Trishy, and my sister Sammy wanted me to record this message. She said, say something nice for your future self when you find this later. But honestly, I don't know. This could be anyone listening to this. So, hello, anybody. Um, I guess I want to tell you... It used to be so beautiful. <laughs> Camp. The lake. Everything was so bright. It was hard to see. But now... Nothing is right. I... I don't know how we're going to do anything anymore, but we are. We're going to keep moving. We're going to keep moving forward. All of us. Together. And hopefully we'll come back and we'll find this message and we'll all have a really big laugh about how crazy this time has been. Or... Or... Never mind. What what matters is that you're listening to this, and I I want to tell you something. I think I think it's gonna be okay. Surrounded by all these people, honestly, I think the world is going to be okay. All right, that's enough crying for me now. We have to get going, so. Have fun in your world of light. Goodbye.